three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Welcome everybody, it is Wednesday, December 28th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you is from the world famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to find out what the UofL College of Business can do for you, we're here from 3 to 6 today on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land, you know it better as the Big X, Trevor Kelsey is with me, once again rocking Eagles gear, I got the Lions gear today, we have Shifted our focus to the NFL because that's the only thing we know to do in times like these. It's who we are. It's where we are. It's what's happening from now on. This weekend we're living in fantasy. We are reality. We are living in fantasy. <laughs> Maybe we'll just get really into New Year's Eve. I don't know. Who, who knows what's going to happen. We've got the military bowl on the TV. Uh, UCF, who was heroically defeated by our fighting Cardinals of Louisville earlier, earlier this season, taking on Duke. Is a 10-7 Blue Devil lead. You we'll were keep... excited to get the TV on. I was like, what? I was thinking, like, what's going on? It's Duke and UCF. It's it's football. I mean, I, well, that's that it is. I, I enjoy football. I, I'm ready to watch live sports while we do the show. I like football. You like football? Sex is on the Thornton sex line today at 502-414-1450. And while you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app. Thornton's still giving new Refreshing Rewards members the deal of a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink when they sign up and become a new Refreshing Rewards member this month. Uh, very easy to do. Go to the App Store, search Thornton's, search Refreshing Rewards, find that bad boy, download it, sign up, boom, you get a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink that includes coffee, it includes tea, it includes fizzy freeze, it includes uh, polar pops, it includes whatever you want. Thornton's has you covered. It's why there are 80,812 of them around this city. They know what they're doing for a reason. TK, uh, we've got plenty to get to today. I don't want this to become, and it's going to be tough this week especially, I don't want this to devolve into another three hours of, like, what's going on with Kenny Payne and what's going on with this basketball program. Can't we save it for next week, maybe? <laughs> He's not making it easy on us, though, and I'll explain what I'm talking about coming up here shortly. Um, we've got a couple of football notes to get to, what's going on with Jack Plummer. I think that's becoming a question that Louisville fans are asking. We've also got some some non Louisville-related topics to get to nationally. We've got the college football playoff coming up this weekend. People are excited about that. We've got, I mean, our fantasy games coming up. That's what I, All the text line wants to talk about is, is our fantasy game, so we can get to that. We're not going to get to that, I promise. My, my quarterback got benched today. I saw that. 
You got Daniel Jones. I got Derek Carr. We're, how how in the world are we playing for championships? Just after I posted a video serenading a song to him on my fantasy page, you did, you did. I did a, I did a version of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, but I did. I have a Derek Carr. He's gonna take me to the title game. <laughs> uh, before we get into any of that good stuff, uh, how was your Tuesday evening, my friend? Not too bad. Not Standard too bad. TK Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of a, a lazy, laid back uh, rerun day. I watched a little bit NXT. Wasn't didn't get impressed. Um, I, I thought watched, Wednesday was wrestling night. Well, it's in a, it's AEW tonight. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I did watch Backdraft for the first time in a while. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, it's crazy because, like, I remember liking Backdraft. And I did. It, it holds up. But I forgot it's, like, two and a half hours long. And, like, for a movie in 1991 to be two and a half hours long, that's pretty long. It is. And it's just like, and I'm sitting there like, do we really need an extra 30, 45 minutes of William Baldwin's acting? The only thing that I remember about Backdraft, because I don't think I ever actually saw it, was that somebody died making it. I remember being horrified. Really? I don't remember that. I remember hearing that as a kid and being, like, horrified. Then but. I watched Forrest Gump right after that, but that's my hero there. Okay. <laughs> On that note, this is the last, in our continuing effort to not just spend three hours complaining about this basketball team and doing what was me on the state of the program, which we will do a little bit of today because it has to be done, it's the last weird Wednesday of 2022. And if you're not familiar... Weird Wednesday, it kind of disappears once you get later into the calendar year because you've got football and basketball coexisting and you know basketball. A lot of times you have games on Wednesday, so there's actual things to talk about. But especially during football season, you've got you know two days to kind of react to the big news of the weekend. Monday, Tuesday, there's, you know, the press conference is on Monday or Tuesday. So there's always stuff going on. And then Thursday, Friday, you're getting ready for the upcoming game, the upcoming weekend. And a lot of times at a place like Louisville, you're playing games on Thursday or Friday night as well. So Wednesday is the day to get a little bit loose. We love Weird Wednesdays. If you have non-sports-related topics to talk to us about, hit us up at 502-414-1450. We could use the distraction for sure. This is my wheelhouse, man. If, you've got, uh, if you have actual sports stuff, stuff to get to, then surely we, we will certainly get to that as well. But whatever's on your mind today, weird, not weird, sports-related, not sports-related, this is the day to get it out. And it's the last time we're doing this in 2022. So if you've got year in review related weirdness to get to, let us know. We're taking on all questions today. No topic is off limits on no, Weird Wednesday. I will answer everything honestly and openly. Now, on that note, we've got to start with this. Because last night, Kenny Payne did not do his his radio show, which is kind of a story in and of itself. This is the second time in three weeks that he... Uh, has not been at the radio show. He will also the one time he did do the radio show, he was late. Uh, you can hear all Kenny Payne radio shows, by the way, on our sister station now, nine seventy WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. I mean, this this week though, I mean, there's a lot of teams that don't like Indiana and Western didn't do theirs this week as well. It ha- well, they did the show. He just didn't. You have to do the show, but oh, yeah, but mean, he just didn't show up. Oh, he just didn't show up. I, I didn't he, and I, I don't mean like he just no showed. Like he planned. He he sent somebody in his place. It was Danny Manning last night who was filling in. Uh, but this was the second time in three weeks that he has not, not done the show. The one time that he did do it, he was late, which is, look, half of any coach's contract is media obligations, and that includes the coach's show. So this is it's a little bit unusual, not unusual to miss here and there. But as many times right now, especially at a time when people want to hear you answering questions, this is it's a little bit unusual. But that's not the real topic that I'm getting to here. So Danny Manning's on last night with Paul Rogers, and Paul starts talking about, you know, you guys, coaches handle the holidays differently. Some coach, like Rick Pitino, would practice on Christmas. He he saw this as, as a time to make up ground. This was a time, a big time evolution in his teams. He wanted to just hammer home 
during the holidays. There were no distractions, no class. Practice as much as you want. Like he, he loved this time of the year for his team's development. Some coaches like John Calipari, historically, I don't know if this is the case this year because they're playing a game tonight, but he would give them the 24th and the 25th to go home, celebrate the holidays, and then have them back on the 26th. And so, you know, Louisville didn't have a game between the 22nd, the game against NC State, and our New Year's Eve game against Kentucky. So Paul Rogers asked, you know, Danny Manning, what's been going on? Did the kids get a chance to go home? What's been the deal? The team is practicing tonight for the first time since the NC State game. I think I think Payne, if you, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the post-game press conference with Payne after NC State, with the, or like to call it the uh, Rick Bozich Zoom call. Uh, he did. He did mention they were taking days off until he said they were getting like, a chance to go home for the holidays. Yeah, and it would come back right after the right after Christmas. And get I think most people assumed that meant practice on the twenty third, home on the twenty fourth, home on the twenty fifth, back on the twenty sixth. Instead, that meant they basically went home right after they got back from NC State, and they were just getting back last night, and they were practicing for the first time today. And Manning got asked. I mean, it's essentially a week off in the middle of the season, which is is rare, especially rare when you are a 2-11 and 11 team that is not exactly setting the world on fire. And Manning got asked, you know, is there, with guys going back home, with you not having much contact with them, with, with no way to kind of have anything coordinated, is, is there a set workout list that you're sending them? Is there, and he, he basically was like, I'm assuming they're going to keep in shape. Which was... The honor system has worked well with Curry so far. It, that was my my initial thought. My first thought was like, well, it didn't go great over the summer when we were just trusting these kids to stay in shape on their own. So it, it just, I don't know if that if there was something maybe more concrete that was going on and Danny Manning wasn't just wasn't aware of it or wasn't conveying that message. But it just, the messaging from the coaching staff this entire season has not has not helped things because you want to believe that it's just they're not relaying what's at, what's happening accurately. Because the, the picture that's being painted in every press conference, in every breakout interview, in the coaches' shows and all this stuff, is just like, we kind of don't know what's going on. Like, the, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of order. And that becomes, if, if you're winning games, if you're 11-2 and two right now, as opposed to 2-11, and 11, then nobody cares. Like, you're the lax, you're a player's coach, the players are feeling free. The fact of the matter is you're 2-11, and 11, you're off to a historically bad start, you're getting your ass kicked by virtually anybody with a pulse, and you're losing games to teams that Louisville has never lost to in the history of this program. And so when you've got that coupled with this feeling like things are a little bit too loose, and, and like, you know, I'm trusting that they're still doing some workouts while they're back home for a week, that's not going to play well with the fan base. And, and I think there were a lot of people that were just kind of shocked. Now, Having said that, it's kind of the Howard Hughes effect, right? I don't know what that means. Like, if you, if 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 you're rich and a billionaire and you keep your toenails in a jar, you're eccentric. Okay, but if you're poor, you're, you're just crazy. A, you're a psycho. Yeah. yeah, exactly. At the same time, like, because my initial reaction to this, I think, is the initial reaction that that most fans have had, which is like, "Are you kidding me? We're, we're taking a week off when we've got Kentucky coming up, and we, you know, we're celebrating coming within twelve of an average NC State team. What are we doing?" But at the same time, say positively, man. At the same time, like nothing has worked so far, so maybe just a week off is not the. Maybe they do come out loose. Maybe like try anything. Here's here's I'm not going to be overly critical because nothing has worked so far. As as I do with everything else in my life, I compare it with movies. 
Yeah, this is true. And or it, TV shows. And, and TV shows. And it's worked out well for me so far. I mean, it got me doing a show with you. But <laughs> look, look, look what landed you here. <laughs> so maybe he's going the Bruce Willis Armageddon effect. Where he's <laughs> like, listen, my guys have to save the world, i.e. beat Kentucky in a week, okay? <laughs> they need to, to get out there. They need to realize what they're fighting for. So, you know, he sends L. Ellis and everybody. And, you know, I don't know which one. I guess ne- I think Curry would be the guy from Herman's head in this scenario. But, they all, you know, he sends them out, and they go out, and they, they have a good time. And, you know, and, and now they're going to come back, and they're going to blow up the asteroid that is John Calipari. Are we sure that everybody's going to come back? <laughs> well, that's right. That's the secondary yeah, concern. Because the guy from Herman's head didn't come back. <laughs> L. Ellis gets, like, three days of restful sleep, and he's like, this is pretty nice. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I don't know if I really want to go back and just – have everybody tweet bad stuff at me after I'm playing. I mean, are we sure the coach is going to come back at this rate with this, with this apparently inability to show up on time? I mean, and, and again, like, that's the other thing. You want to believe as somebody who – we're all hoping, and this is the millionth time I've said this, every Louisville fan is hoping that Kenny Payne is going to be a fantastic head coach, that this is going to work, this is just a, a weird situation. The kids are the problem. He's getting his feet wet. Like all the excuses that have been out there, and next year we're going to be fine, and then moving forward we're going to be back to being national title good, all that stuff. But in this moment right now, all of this stuff, it, it just it further hammers home all of the negative stuff that's out there. If you believe that like Kenny Payne didn't really want this job and he's you know just kind of going through the motions because he's realizing this isn't for him, which is you know, that's the, the rumor that's been out there. I mean, there are a million rumors out there. Stuff like not showing up for the coaches show or being late when you are doing the coaches show or giving the kids a week off and not really sh- being sure what they're doing while they're away from the like all of that stuff is just evidence piling up in support of that argument. If Kenny Payne is trying to combat that, which I, I don't think in to Payne's credit, unlike Chris Mack, he's kind of the anti Chris Mack when it comes to like paying attention to the chatter that's out there. I'm sure that he's aware that Louisville fans aren't happy that he he's listens to our show. Well, he does listen to the show. We know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chris Mack might still be listening to the show. Who knows? I, I know that he like when I found out Payne was listening to or Mack was listening to stuff we're saying. I was like, cool, but also don't do that. Like, like you should not be listening to these shows. Uh, you should not be paying attention to what people are saying on Twitter. And I don't think Kenny Payne does much of that. But I if think he good can come from it, right? No, it, it, it can't. It absolutely can't. But if he wants to, like I said, I'm sure he's aware though. Starting two and eleven at a place like Louisville, he played here. He's coached against us. He's He's very familiar with what the standard is at Louisville. He has to know that there's negative stuff going on out there. I'm sure that he's encountered at least a little bit of it uh, at some point, whether it's online, in person, what have you, hearing it from friends, whatever. If you want to combat the negative vibes that are out there, the feelings that are out there, the rumors that are out there, like you need to be doing everything in your power to I mean, like, like convey the message that I'm working my absolute ass off. I'm doing everything that I possibly can. There's no stone that's being left unturned. And that's not really happening here. And, and so you've, it, it's like I, I said on a, a different show that's going to, to come out this week, like all Louisville fans are looking for is something to grasp onto for hope for the future Outside of just, we got to trust this guy. Because this summer, and I thought Jeff Greer did a really good job writing it on one of his newsletter posts, like, he gave you nothing outside of just, like, this trust in KP mentality. Like, we're not getting guards in the portal. We didn't get guards in the in the recruiting class. We're not killing it on recruiting trail yet. It looks like DJ Wagner's going to Kentucky. You got to trust KP. 
He's going to get guys. He's got a plan. He knows what he's doing. Trust KP, trust KP, trust KP. And that was all we heard this summer. Now the season starts. We're 2-11. and We're, We haven't played any team from a power conference closer than 12 points. And the only thing that we still have to hold on to for hope that it's going to get better, not necessarily this year, but just in general, is trust KP. And it doesn't play as well now as it did in the summer because we have actual evidence to hold on to. And the evidence is historically bad. You've got to give us something, whether it's landing a recruit, not going to be Elliot Cadeau today, apparently, whether it's just accurately articulating what your philosophy is and why it's going to work long term or showing us that these kids are still fully bought. Like, like something, because we're not seeing it in the wins and losses. We're not seeing it on the recruiting trail. We haven't seen it in the transfer portal, and we're not seeing it with you and your staff's messaging. I mean, this weekend seems like a pretty good chance to do that. If you beat Kentucky, I mean, that's a nice start to getting people back on board. Kind of erases a lot of bad, bad taste out of the mouth, right? That look, all we've got. I said we've got nothing to latch on to. I was lying. I was wrong. The one thing we have to latch on to is my conspiracy theory that this is all by design. That he's just trying to get Calipari fired. This is the only way that he knew to get DJ Wagner. That's why he's skipping coaches shows. He doesn't want to reveal his secrets. And he's afraid he's going to slip up and say something. Exactly. He's afraid he might just just give it away a little bit. And Calipari's going to catch wind of what's going on. But I don't, we're slow playing it. We're going to beat these guys anyway. It doesn't matter if Cal knows what's going on. The storm's coming on Saturday afternoon. It's coming to Lexington. And then he's going to get fired in a month because he hates UK fans. And they hate him. What would you trade for you win against UK this weekend? I mean, I don't need two kids. <laughs> Give me John back. I was fine with one. <laughs> now, um, what would I trade for this weekend? A lot, probably. Like Every you- Christmas present I got. <laughs> and I liked what I got this year. I'd trade them all. For I'd, a trade you I'd, I'd trade all my again. I just got a box of Twinkies, a carton of cigarettes, and a pack of lighters. So I'd give that away. Uh, I'd give that up. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Would you get? Would you, it's now half a box. Of would you eat another salad for a win over UK this weekend? But actually eat it. No, because like five bites. Because you can't. You just can't. The salad's got to be something special. You just can't do salad for everything. I like that it was Jeff Brom coming back, but not a historic upset of UK. Well, I mean, Brom's going to bring me a lot more dividends in the end than just one win against UK. Maybe. I mean, it's, the win against UK will give me a nice little bragging rights for the week or so. But, I mean, if you didn't, you go out and lose your next four games by 30 points again to the, the ACC opponents. And what's that win going to do for me in the end? Well, it would be more funny if that happened. What about, <laughs> if, what, if we beat UK and go 0, 0 and 20 in the ACC, it adds to the comedic value of beating UK. Will you eat a meatloaf? Yeah. Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to think what else I, I don't like. I've never meat. had an issue. I, I've been far more willing to give in to things that I hate. For the sake of U of Athletics than you have since the radio show started. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> I will give up myself what? very, very easily for Cardinal victories. I mean, I guess I could eat something else other than a salad. Like I said, I, I don't want to just water down the, the I'll eat a salad for something because it needs to be it needs to be special. Like we get to a national title game and we're playing Kentucky in the championship, then we'll talk. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's fine. Where do lots you of things I don't eat because I'm just a picky guy. You can find something, I'm sure. Where do you stand on this? Because I, I, I'm surprised you haven't given more of a reaction. This team taking this much time off, do you, it seems like. I mean, well, one, it I, doesn't I, bother you that much. I guess. Well, I, I, I guess I just didn't think about how late. Like when I said, like I said, when I watched the press conference, he talked about them getting home and taking the time off and coming back next week. 
I guess I just didn't assume Wednesday would be Wednesday. I guess I kind of thought the same thing maybe yesterday at the earliest. I, I could see just taking the rest up to Monday off. I mean, we did. I mean, this team kind of maybe needs to to get a break from each, I don't know, maybe from each other in a way and, or just from this team in a way. We are sort of the 2-11 and 11 of radio shows, too. I mean, <laughs> we are. We probably didn't deserve two days off. You're Ellis, and I'm like Mike James over here. I'm, I'm more like Brendan Hunley Hatfield. I was like, is he awake? <laughs> are, you, are you paying attention? No. <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, if anything, I don't know. I guess maybe try something different. Have you been? Have you been kind of a a taskmaster the last you know couple weeks in practice? And we don't even really know though. I, I know we don't. You're right, and and I guess I, we've kind of got this kind of I guess feeling from some of the post game press conferences that the practices have been a little. He's been maybe just going harder in practice, trying to drill these things into their head, and maybe he feels like. I've done that. This isn't working. Let's take some time off. Give him, I, I don't, if anything, just, if it's something to try, God help us, let's try it. Because what we've done so far at this point isn't really completely working. I'm with you. I mean, I think after the NC State game, Kenny Payne was talking about how he'd love to have, you know, 45-minute practices or hour-and-a-half practices, but they're practicing for three hours because he thinks that's what they need. They're just not getting it. And maybe that is, like, like again, we're taking him, at his word because the, we don't have there's not as much access to the players anymore we don't have them backing up this the statements here so if you assume that it has been you get nothing out of the post game players conference. you don't it, it's all very very vanilla yeah. if you're assuming that we're having in-season three-hour practices which is a lot then maybe yeah like may, maybe this is just a gigantic change of pace giving them all this time to themselves i, I it's unusual but also, like, this is Kenny Payne's first season as head coach. You can't say that this is an abnormal, like, a stray from the norm for him. He's never dealt with this before. He's been in John Calipari's program, which, like I said, they would give breaks to players during Christmas. He, d- he did what Rick Pitino wouldn't do. He'd let them go home for Christmas. But it was always, like, you're leaving on the 23rd or the 24th. You're there for the 24th and the 25th. You're back on the 26th. Like, it was, it was like a two-day respite back home for these kids. It wasn't, like, six days away from the program. So he's used to at least a little bit of a break. This is more of a break than that. But we don't know if this is his philosophy or if this is just a one-time thing or if he's not really sure what he's supposed to be doing. Or, or It's all, like, this whole thing is new. And again, like, if we were winning, it's fine, right? If this team is, oh, yeah. if if win, this team is if 9 and 4. Everything is okay again, yeah. If this yeah. team is 9 and 4, we're like, yeah, you know, maybe I'd have it a little bit shorter, but let's see if this works. You know, we... We were always wound too tight for the Kentucky game under Patino. Maybe we were a little bit wound too tight for it under Mac. This is a different philosophy. Maybe they'll come out and they'll play more loose on Saturday, and we'll see a better I mean, result. But because we're 2-11, and 11, like, honestly, he probably, if he said he was working them through Christmas, people would be like, <laughs> it's too much. No, I mean, Give the kids a break. No, if you're 11-2, he could have them outside in, on, on, on Friday during a snowstorm running unicycles and bouncing books on her head, and you'd be like, well. I'm gonna trust him. He knows what he's doing. They're eleven yeah. and two. I mean, yeah. there's nothing that can appease us right now. Which is right now, yeah, two and eleven. I mean, it's just like, yeah. I mean, I the only positive is again, short of the Western Kentucky game, our second best performance of the season came in our last game, despite being a twelve point loss. I guess fair. It, it, it was like this is, it's not. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean. It's, Sad but true is uh, you can't say we're not making progress, <laughs> at least up till now. Uh, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your thoughts on the Thornton's text line. It's Weird Wednesday. You can talk about what we've been discussing or 
anything weird that comes to your mind. Oh, I'm ready to get weird, baby. We're taking all questions. It's, it's the Bring least it. productive work week of, of the calendar year. We'll talk back It's the weirdest Wednesday of all time. We'll talk about whatever. It's the Thornton sex line as well. 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Any reason why? Say what? Any reason why? I, w- I don't know. I woke up feeling like a great one. Dookie was on my favorite album. When I was like eighth grade, I think, when it came out. Yeah, I was, I think, fifth grade. I, I know that. I bought it and Stymie's Dream, the cassette, both the same day. Great day for me, a music guy. Huge day for you. And uh, it was just a favorite album of mine. So I just I listened to that, that cassette constantly. They're, you know, I threw in a little bit of later stuff, but later stuff. We've got. Uh, it doesn't have the same effect. We've got, uh, welcome back to the show, by the way. we got Inter Patrick back in the house for the first time in a couple weeks, rocking a Jeff Brom t-shirt that says, let's play football with Brom's face on it. Feeling good, looking good. Yep. I usually don't. I usually <laughs> yep. don't. And that's why it's the best of business, folks. <laughs> I usually don't come into the show whenever I'm at home, so I haven't been coming in during, uh, ever since school's been out. But yeah, because that's not a good reason not to come in and do the show, right? It's I don't know. It's like, it's, the studio's like 12 minutes from my school and like, 25 minutes from my house, so... He's an intern of convenience, which is fine. It's 25 minutes. not that far. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Patrick's back here. We're, we're all excited for, for this. It's a holiday miracle. By the way, Duke is kind of throttling UCF right now in the, the military bowl, so we'll keep an eye on that. But 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex baby. line. It's yeah, perfect timing. Dukies. Love it. Hey, yeah. Hey, Tiki Wally. Hey. You got there. You got there. Uh, Texture says, 502-414-1450. is Weird Wednesday gets going here on the Mike Rutherford Show. It says, podcast listener, I just heard your inspiring speech about your fantasy team, Mike, but I need to know something. What happened to the guy that your group finally let back into the league? Is he relegated? No, his first year back, he finished ninth. One spot ahead. Many, how many people are in your Okay. So he, sp- he finished one spot ahead of uh, of being relegated. It would have been hilarious if his first year back in 20 years had, had led to him being kicked back out of the league for a year. That would but have been funny. It's weird. So the guy, uh, Lytle, our commissioner, who's been the commissioner, like he always starts the league, he handles all this, the, the stuff. He's the one who's getting relegated. So Ooh, now we're in this weird predicament where we've got to find out who's going to be like the one-year temporary commissioner and who's going to run it, and nobody wants to do it. So is he going to avoid relegation? Now, but, but no, he's still he's relegated. He's out. So because so you got somebody waiting to get in, right? Yes. You always have just one person that's kind of sitting on the outside looking in. Yeah, this here. is the first year that we've done it. So this okay. is the first time. Yeah, Craig, who's the only person in our league that's never won, is was the first person relegated. It was perfect. Uh, but he's coming back in this year, and our commissioner is is relegated for next season. So it's gonna it's a, gonna a little bit awkward. Difficult. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to figure it out some stuff. But uh, yeah, the, the person who got back in the league, he ended up finishing ninth. So just. Just and he was playing the person who got relegated in the last week. We all were hoping it was going to be like a loser leaves town match, but it was already kind of set up to where the the last week didn't matter. But 
It, it, was, it was dicey there for a while. Texture says, I showed my girlfriend the video of Trevor eating a salad with a face of disgust. She said, this is what's wrong with America. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd like to know more context. I'd, I'd like to hear. I, I, I assume the odds of me getting, uh, her hooking me up with her sister are pretty much out the window, right? I'd like to hear more from her. What was specifically about that is what's wrong with America. Not not necessarily disagreeing. I, mean, I just want to know begin? what her vantage point is. I just, I just want to know what's going on. Obesity? I mean, where, where, where do you want to start? Texas says, I can't wait to hear more about Mike and TK's fantasy football teams. Mark Vassett, TK listing his school teachers and making up words. For the love of God, we need this basketball team to do something good. Seriously, though, salute to you guys for farting out any sort of funny content to weather this bleep storm of a season. Thank you. That has become what the show has devolved into. We talk, hey, we, I talked about the Kenny Payne news of the day for 30 minutes there at the beginning. Yeah, we're done now. Uh, what else can I do? I, name, I only named two teachers because it's the only two I can remember. Can you name any elementary school teachers? Trevor, I, that's how the conversation happened yesterday. I said I could name all of my teachers, oh, and then I couldn't get to college. I couldn't re- like remember any of my professors. That's and impressive. then you started listing the ones you can remember. I'm like, we don't need to. We don't need to actually do this. Well, you stopped me after two, which is good because there's only two I knew. I tried to stop you after none, and you just you still you made it to two. Yeah, I still can't remember that college intern's name. You can't remember the one that you had a crush on. Yeah, which is surprising. I, which is yeah, and also because I can like you give me like a sketch artist, I could probably get a picture of her out. And that's. That, that's creepy. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Texas Mike, I just have an idea for the show. How about some trivia segments every now and then? Maybe some competition between callers. Well, we have to have, have phones working for that to happen. Doesn't have to be a prize. I just think it would be fun to do that. Thanks, buddy. I love the show. I'm glad he's not expecting a prize. I don't think trivia would go well on this show. I'm I just mean, saying that. And we don't have phones that work here. So. I'll take trivia. Ask me a what question. if I ask you two trivia? I'll take that. I'll, I'll do trivia. I'm f- I mean, I'd enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be good at it, but i enjoy it. But a lot like everything else in my life. I just think it would go poorly. Is trivia good radio? I think, I think somewhat. I mean, if you're okay, think about this. If you're, I don't think us talking about trivia being good radio is great radio. Either. Well, no. It's very, it's, no, but like if I'm in the car meta. and I'm listening to something and they're doing a trivia, I kind of get into it because I'm, I'm wanting to answer it myself. Okay. All right. I mean, it's just me, though. Texas says, if I had to rate my faith in Kenny Payne's uh, based on percentage, I'd say it's about .000, a lot of zeros here in this text, 1%. Well, so there is a chance, though, right? So that's a little bit of faith. So you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Texas says, I don't trust KP, my dudes. Texas says, KP does not want to be a head coach. He doesn't want to practice clearly either. Look, if you want those type of texts to not be sent in, if you want those types of views to not be held by your fan base, that's when the whole, like, we're not practicing for a week, and I'm not sure what they're doing while we're not practicing. Not up your own coaches it's not going to play help. well. None of that's going to play well. Text that I would trade all of my kids' Christmas gifts for a win over UK. <laughs> kids' gifts. <laughs> you know what, Texter? I'd trade all your kids' gifts for a win, too. I'll, <laughs> I'll trade all Patrick's gifts for a win. Uh, Texter said... So the response to the trivia suggestion is just a lot of people saying they hate sports radio trivia. Wow, really? Yeah. Please don't do segments of trivia or radio or gambling. It's bad sports radio. Please don't do sports trivia. Never enjoyed sports radio trivia. Sports radio trivia is a big no for me. So the people have spoken clearly. Does that do sports trivia? Can we do just like nonsense trivia? I would assume if people don't like sports trivia, they're not going to like regular trivia. I mean, I thought we were doing sports radio wrong in the first place. 
Well, we are. I mean, who knew we were doing it better than we we actually? We're not. <laughs> Texas, are there yeah. any are there any quarterback rumors out there other than Plummer? I would like someone with a little bit better numbers. It, it is. I mean, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. More what? eligibility left. <laughs> Can you get off Derek Carr stuff? I'm in my fantasy championship for God's sake, and my quarterback just got benched. The obvious name that's out there is Jack Plummer. I think it's a little bit interesting that it's been, what's it been like a week now since the end of the transfer portal? Yeah. And it's been assumed to be a done deal ever since it happened, and yet we don't have anything official there. So that, I don't know if that means that maybe they're holding out some hope for somebody else or that they're putting out feelers out there. But I mean, what other names are out there that we, did? off the top of your head, maybe? I know Graham Mertz picked Florida last night, correct? I don't know. I do. Okay, it's the Wisconsin transfer. He went. I, think, I believe he picked Florida last night. Hudson Card picked Purdue. Yeah. We knew that. So I mean, I'm trying to think what other maybe name I'm, the Coastal Carolina kids. Your boy Grayson McCall still out but there. I thought. Did you say he was linked to somebody, or did it? Maybe There's that, been talk that he's going to go to Auburn. Okay. Um, but Hartman's probably going Notre Dame. Hartman's yeah. Hartman seems to be off the board for Notre Dame. I mean, there's been a little bit of chatter for Grayson McCall to Louisville. I don't know if there's anything to that. I don't know if it's like the Sam Hartman thing where it was just message board chatter that didn't seem to really have any substantive value to it but that's been out there a little bit but it's uh, until I'm, I'm proven otherwise jack Plummer seems to be the guy like that that's been the buzz from people who would know every portal crystal ball from somebody who's uh, anybody who covers college football stuff has said he's going to go to louisville so i'm choosing to believe that that's still probably happening but it is notable that We've all assumed it's going to happen for a while now, and it's still not official. I don't know why. I know it's not the same name, but the last name's not even close. But every time you, every time I, you keep saying Jack Plummer, I don't know. My mind just goes to Keith Sullivan from twenty four, and Jack Bauer. Interesting. <laughs> Mike's face. This is like, what, what, what do I? Say How high are you right now? <laughs> Mike's just like, what do you say to it's that? Just anything that comes to your mind. I mean, just, well, it's gonna be one of those days. He says the Wednesday, wacky Wednesday, right? I mean, it, weird, it is weird, weird Wednesday. Wednesday wacky sure. Wednesday, now, yeah. Who am I to judge at this point? I don't know. I just, I don't. Know. I just keep hearing. I see Jack Plummer. And I just want to be like, Jack Plummer. Like, just, I want to get pumped. <laughs> uh, Chris Summer of Twenty Four Seven Sports. On this note. He put out a, a, a long-form article today kind of looking at the the programs that need a quarterback and the guys who are still on the portal. Here's what he had to say about your boy Grayson McCall, the Coastal Carolina quarterback. He says, I'd be remiss to not mention McCall in this piece. He's arguably the top quarterback in the transfer portal. He'd be an instant additive offensively wherever he ends up, but his status is a bit more complicated than just a football fit. Auburn had to cancel his transfer visit initially per a source due to some academic concerns, and those questions aren't exclusive to Auburn. McCall would be a huge ad for any QB needy team. It's just a question of whether a school and McCall can make it work. He mm. played in Coastal Carolina's bowl game Tuesday evening and suffered an apparent head injury. And they lost. And they got hammered. Did they get hammered last yeah. did, did, I think I picked East Carolina. You I? did, but we both thought that Grace McCall was not playing. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he played and got hurt. But it sounds like his He's academic had some situation. Too, last year, too. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it was all head issues, but. It sounds like his academic situation is, is a holdup at a number of schools. Not sure how that would affect potentially Louisville going after him. but That's not good. If if you can't clear academically with Auburn, I mean. That was kind of my thought. That was, was, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, no offense to the you war eagles out there, but reading and writing is, like, not on the top of the list of academic requirements at Auburn. Because okay? it's one thing for, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know Purdue has high academic standards. It's a lot of the reasons why people said Jeff Brom can recruit maybe better here than he could 
he was able to there. He has a little bit more freedom. Yeah. It's one thing for a school like that to be like, no, we can't. But if Auburn's not taking him, I'm like, I'm not sure we can take him at that point. Like, like to the Stanford of the South. If, if, if Auburn's saying thanks but no thanks, I kind of feel like we have to say thanks but no thanks. Like, or yeah. if it's not even thanks but no thanks, it's just like we cannot do this. Like you can't get into school here. <laughs> what is Coastal Carolina doing? <laughs> Very good question, actually. Now they've lost the whole coast. They, you know, it's it's East Coastal Carolina. They they had to give it up last night. <laughs> Texas said, "I like Moe's more than Qdoba and Chipotle." Thank you for that. I enjoy Moe's. I'm not. A, I've only eaten Moe's a few times. Not my favorite. It's right by where I live. I went there one time, like when we first moved into this house. I have not been since. You just like it because you go when you go in, they scream at you. Welcome I like Moe's. The, well, the last time I went, they didn't say it. Oh wow! And I was like, this is. <laughs> This is part of the deal. Yeah, you should have walked out. It's like the Costanza deal when the birds don't fly away when he's driving. He's we like, had, we had a deal. You just wouldn't have a deal with them. I just assumed that, like, you know, I get something for free if you don't say welcome to Moe's. And I haven't been back since. I think you're thinking of the wrong, that's the wrong sign of road. You're thinking of the uh, uh, Kramer at the bank. If they don't say hi. Then <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's exactly what it is. Texas says Trevor didn't eat a salad the first time. I did too. I ate two bites. So using that to bargain for a win against UK has no weight whatsoever. By the way, Trevor's Christmas gift sounded very similar to what John Bender got in the Breakfast Club. It is very similar. I thought it was the same thing. Yeah. It, well, except you know, <clears throat> mom doesn't like put a, you know a cigar out of my arm. Smoke up, Johnny. Yeah. No, I do. That's literally what Trevi. I got. Also, I also got a bag of Reese cups too, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom's. I love mom. Gift giving's not exactly the uh, top of the top of the food chain there. Uh, but what was I going to say about this? so? I'll just say, I ate two bites. Okay, l- l- again, like you, that that's eating a salad. I didn't eat the whole salad, but I uh, I ate some salad. Now I'm going to te- defend this till the day I die, which will probably be sooner than most of you all since the stop, way I eat. But- stop, stop. <laughs> the text line wants so. Patrick, can you address this? Uh-oh, I know this is going. People think you're the Bring Brom Home guy. I've got my suspicions that you're the Bring Brom Home guy. Are you willing to address it on the record? Can you answer the question straight up? I am in school too much to be the Bring Brom Home guy. Let me ask you it's this. It's not a straight denial. Are you willing, I'm not are you the willing to It's a political guy. answer. Can we see he's your not, phone? He's saying, he's saying no. Can you show us your I phone? I text with the Bring Brom Home guy. I Twitter DM with him all the time. We're friends. You can Twitter DM. I have two accounts He's on smiling, my phone. Folks. I don't know. I can do I that. Don't know. I, don't, I don't know. I'm still not, not out. I'm not 100% believing. Okay, listen, for someone who, who, who has two accounts on their Twitter, on their phone, because I do the station account and my own account. That's right. You can you can just DM. I can DM the station account from my own account. Uh, I've sent stuff to myself. Yeah. from myself. So that, I'm not feeling it. I want. I want you. If you're really not it, you got to show the phone and prove it that that account is not on your app. I mean, I have a bunch of Twitter accounts, but the Bring Brom Home is oh, not one of them. Oh, no, no, no. I've got a bunch of Twitter accounts. He is showing. I have. I don't see Bring Brom I Home on there. My personal account. Okay. I have the leader of the manual student section account. I have <laughs> yeah, my uh, thing that I don't even know what I tweet from. That's it, his troll account. It's a TJ Walker called card stalker is what it's called. <laughs> and then I have an account that I used the week of May of the mail manual game to tweet negative things about male people. Not from my personal account. Okay. So those are my accounts there. You're, I'm looking at he, kind of everything that's wrong with Twitter, by the way. <laughs> well, he's young. That, this is the way a lot of people use Twitter, but well, he does not do have the bring Brom home account on there. I wonder if he's smart enough not to put it on the, on his phone though, but leave it on his laptop. I still don't trust him. I still I don't, don't trust him 100. Now his uh, uh, th- there is one thing that comes up. He has an iPhone. When the, the Bring Brom guy tweets, it usually says Android. 
Oh, does it? Yes. It does. And it also says from West Butchel. So, oh, uh, so, so you guys have looked into this far, far more than I have. Do you have a burner phone on you? No, I don't have a burner phone. Okay. On well, me. you got six Twitter accounts. Who's, who's the Who other? do you know in West Butchel? I don't know anybody the in West, West Butchel off the top of my head. <laughs> I love West Butchel. <laughs> you don't. Yes, I do. Yeah, during the last break, you were talking about how much you hated going out that way. We're, we're always talking about West Butchel during <laughs> yeah, breaks. Like, yeah. I can't stand West Butchel. I was out in West Butchel. Uh, that was where we were looking at lights a couple weekends ago. They had the roller coaster house and the uh, the, the crazy blue uh, oh, light-up house. They had electricity on up there. It was good. I know a lot of great people from Butchel. Shut your mouth. <laughs> great Little League. It's a great target. It's the closest target to Jenna's house. We, I've been to that target many a times. We picked stuff up from that target the other day. Wow. Yeah. It's a great target. They had baby formula when nobody else had baby <laughs> formula. That when you're pulling into the boundaries, like, welcome to West Mutual, home of a great home target. of a fantastic target. <laughs> don't go to the uh, avoid the Croakers. Don't go to the Burlington Coat Factory next to us. <laughs> I went there one time. I was like, maybe I can find like a cheap Christmas gift here. The place is still open. There's just stuff on the floor everywhere. It was it was is miserable. I felt I, I was like I can't buy something from here. I, the only time I ever went to Burlington was when it was in the uh, Showboat Road Plaza back way back in the day. I think I went to that one back. Yeah, in the day and it was. I think I bought a coat from there. That Target though, they 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 find stuff. Like, again, when during the formula shortage, baby formula shortage, they had it when nobody else had it, and the guy came out and he gave us free gifts to the kids. It's a fantastic Target. I remember last time I even went to a Target. I, I, you know, I, I just never a big Target. I grew up a Kmart guy. What can I say? No, we're at Target all the time. Yeah, Virginia's obsessed with Target. Yeah. yeah, Target's great. Texas says, uh, best case scenario and worst case scenario for football win loss records uh, next season. I don't like best case, worst case. I've 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 stated my displeasure with this thing that people do before because best case is always twelve and zero. Worst case is always zero and twelve, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess. Let's be let's be real. Like no, if you had done best case, be worst case before the twenty eighteen season, nobody would have said worst case two and ten. Like that was not on the table. No, nobody- I remember having a conversation with Dugan like in week three. He goes. Can we fire him this year? I was like, there's no way we're going to fire Same. him. Same. I mean, Nobody we, thought it was going to get that Unless we go bad. winless the rest of the year, which we did. I mean, and let's be like, for a more recent example, if you had done best case, worst case for this season in basketball, nobody was would have been saying like three or four wins, which certainly feels like it's on the table right now. Yeah. Like if you had said that, people would have called you crazy. Even with the roster being bad, a bad season was like 10 wins, 11, 12 wins. I'm was so confident that I put 500 on against the NBA, which, by the way, did they play over the Christmas season? Oh, that's a good question. I'm, we're, I'm still down three to two. I saw that somebody on fan side did a 10 most disappointing teams in college basketball for this season, and both Louisville and Eastern Michigan were on it. <laughs> I was like, what a bet. <laughs> they haven't played since their win over Detroit Mercy. Okay. So, so the count's still three to three two. Three to two, okay. Tied that up begs the UK. question, have they taken a week off? <laughs> Problem. <laughs> Well, they got 12 days off between Detroit and they play South Carolina in two days. Well, is it a week off, probation? It depends on your, your perspective when it comes to money base. How much of a baseball score is this bet going to look like? Can we keep it at like 4 3? <laughs> it depends on what era of baseball. We're talking like live ball era, dead ball era. Hell, right now it could be a tennis match. Like, if we get, we, we're one win away from getting outside of a tennis match and we're two months into the season. I would make a volleyball reference, but I don't think either of us are getting near to 15 or 20, God forbid, 25. Yeah. Hey, it's volleyball sets. It's, it's 3 to 2 right now. It still works. Uh, Texture says, pain is the Cragthorpe of basketball. I would actually argue, I mean, Cragthorpe, his first season, which we thought was all disastrously bad, was still 6 and 6. I mean, we might not get six wins this year in basketball. His worst season was four and eight. We might not get four wins yeah. this year in basketball. 
And he was like, is he doing the job? Well, he's such a nice guy. That's why Kenny Payne's the Craig Thorpe, because his worst season's four wins. It's coming up. <sighs> it's on the table. It's on the table. It's available. Until we you know, start playing this weekend. Show the signs. Get the conspiracy theory going. Because that break was all they needed. They just needed, needed a refreshing. Texas is random. Oh, I like this. Have either of you all seen the new Knives Out movie that just dropped on Netflix? I know, Trevor, you've seen it. I have. I started it last night. You couldn't you couldn't finish it? We got twenty minutes in and then it was like it was time to go to sleep. I saw the first one. I like the first the twenty fir- minutes. The first one is really good. The second I will say this about the Glass Onion, which is a sequel. I actually went into it kind of like I don't want to say negative because the trailer didn't do it for me really. Like it didn't make me like excited to watch it, but I was like, you know what? I love Knives Out. It was interesting, it was different. I'm gonna give this a shot. And it's good. It's nowhere near as good as Knives Out. Is it? Okay. But it's... I like the beginning from what I saw. The only problem I have with it is I feel like he's kind of falling into a little bit the M. Night Shyamalan thing or whatever. Where he has to do... I don't want to hear anything. Don't don't, don't ruin anything for me. Because the first one's the great... It's so good with the twists and turns. I love Knives Out. Yeah, it's got good... The twists and turns felt perfect and natural. This one, it felt like a little... It wasn't as organic. It feels like he was kind of pushing a few of them in there. You say organic? Organic. Okay, I was like, just making sure. Just or, making sure origami. we just not, not put it on the calendar for next year. Origami. I'm excited to keep watching it. We'll, we'll maybe we'll finish. Will we finish it before 2023 gets here? Odds <laughs> I are against no us. Idea how you can watch the movie for 20 minutes and turn it off if it's something you're actually interested in. Well, because we started at so 11. Why even start it? Because we know we're not going to watch it. We don't have two and a half hours free on any night, so we're gonna. We started at 11:30 well, last you're night. We're on backdraft then. We tried to make it to midnight. <laughs> we both looked at each other like 20 minutes in. And we're like, we gotta go to bed. I mean, why don't you just watch a TV rerun or something? If that's the case. Because we want to watch the movie. You're not watching the movie. We are going to finish it eventually. But like, if that's the case, then we're never going to watch a movie. Did you even get to the part where they're at the island? They were just leaving for the island. <laughs> okay. Janelle Monae just showed up. Who's gorgeous, by the way. Who's Janelle Monae? She's the the uh, the last person who shows up. It's a big shock that she shows oh, up. Oh, black girl. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can say it. <laughs> well, she's the last person who shows up. I thought that was Serena Williams for some reason. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you know who Janelle Monet is? No. I'm never familiar with her. She was big in music, and then she was, and she won, I think she won a Grammy recently, and she won an Oscar recently. Not for this movie, right? Uh, no, because this movie just came out. <laughs> okay, which one an Oscar for? What was she in that one an Oscar? What was she in? She was in something big. The music thing I can. You know me, I haven't seen movies in like three years. The music thing I can get because I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't follow music anyway. But I do follow movies, and I don't remember her. I don't recognize her from, from the two. Uh, she was in Hidden Figures, which was. Uh, I never. I never. She was great in that. Hidden Figures all the way through. She was in Moonlight, which all won the I'd Academy Award. Still want to watch that. I still haven't brought myself around to it. I don't know why. Uh, she's. I do. I do want to watch Moonlight. Uh, Texture says, any chance y'all could get Danny Manning on the show? He does follow me. Actually, let me make sure that he's still there. How about this? How about we schedule Payne and then Manning will show up? That's a good joke. <laughs> I don't think we're getting Nolan on. We're not getting Nolan on. And we're not getting Jenna Jameson. We're not getting KP. And Danny Manning does still follow me on Twitter. I can send him a does DM. He? Oh, slide in those DMs. I can send him a DM if I want to. He has not tweeted since October 27th. Is that, is that something about Wake Forest? From Maryland. It was him responding to his own <laughs> promo video from the U of L basketball Twitter account that just says oh, go okay. he just said go cards. What was the last tweet was like still about Maryland or something? <laughs> we gave it our all. Thanks, Terrapin Nation. <laughs> I get the sense, and again, we're all just kind of guessing about what's going on here. I get the sense that Danny Panning's not thrilled to be here right now. <laughs> it's not a 
good sign. I mean, the man's been a head coach. Like, even when he wasn't trying to be a head coach last year, he wound up being a head coach. Like, he, I, I'm sure he thought, if I'm going to go be an assistant again, I want to be at one of the biggest, baddest programs in America, have some crazy success, and then get another shot to be a head coach. Not exactly having crazy success here. I'm sure that he – I mean, if you've been a head coach who's been – at least moderately successful. And he took Tulsa to the NCAA tournament. He took Wake to the NCAA tournament one time. He was not a great coach at either of those stops, but he had more success than we're having right here. Like, I'm sure he has to be like, I'd be doing things a little bit differently right now. Like, that has, that's human nature, right, when things get this bad. Do you think he's he's just an evil genius and expecting to become head coach at UofL by being the assistant for Kenny Payne, knowing he was going to be this bad? The evidence is mounting. I mean, it's got him a job at Maryland. He's, at, he's literally fallen ass backwards up. He's just in job terms button. of coaching, head coaching jobs in college, because Wake Forest is not even not a not a horrible job, but a decent job. It's a good job. He got let go, but then he ends up getting into the Maryland head coach, which is a better job than Wake Forest. I think so. Yeah. And now he's at Louisville, where he could be head coach, which is a better, better job, job than Maryland. I mean, listen, he's an evil genius. I mean, maybe he just is. I could just maybe he's in his room. Just he's taking over the coaches' show quietly, like he pays. Man, how do we know Kenny Payne's like goes to his card and won't start? He's like, damn it, what, what the hell, man? Danny's like, hey, you know what? I'm around the corner. I'll just stop by and cover for you, buddy. While he looks over and the camera pans out and his passenger seat's like the fuse, the fuses from Kenny Payne's engine. Maybe Kenny Payne's fine with it. Maybe he's like, you want this job? Feel free. Let's take a break. We come back. Hour number two. We'll talk a little bit about Teddy Bridgewater getting yet another shot as a starting quarterback in the NFL. The only starter from the 2014 NFL draft who's going to be uh, starting a game this weekend. We'll talk about that and the Teddy slander that's out there. I'm not not standing for it. And also, TK is going to have to bid farewell, something that's near and dear to his heart. We'll talk about that as well. It's all coming up in hour number two. I'm a mellow yellow. Of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps adding up I think I'm cracking up Am I just paranoid? Am I just All right, hour number two here, the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Reminder, if you can't catch any of the show, you want to hear every single second of every single episode, you can always find our podcast. It's available wherever you can find podcasts. Just search 1450 Big X. Those will come up. You can also get a bonus episodes of Spears on Sports, the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. KRC's got their own page because, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're big and famous. They're, are they still feuding with Matt Jones? I, 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 I saw so. all the, the texts before us were just all about Matt Jones stuff. It's a it's a be. fan base in shambles, Trev. Rome is burning. I mean, we don't we don't feed with other Louisville places, do we? No, no, we're all we're all family, right? We're all friends. We started 
Patrick says, do we do we start a feud? Should we start a feud? Well, there's like 17 radio shows now that uh, coffee's moving to the afternoon, so <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got plenty of options if we want to pick fights. Well, I can't pick a fight with Nick. I like Nick too much. I like everybody who does afternoon shows. I mean, I can pick a fight with Sweeney. He's, he, 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 he's, he won our fantasy football league that I'm in with him. Oh, he did? Yeah, it's because some goober gave him basically Stephon Diggs last year for nothing. Yeah. It's a dynasty league. What a goober. Yeah, goober. What a goober. goober. I came in, I think, second to last in that league. Um, we'll get back to text in just a second, but a couple of football notes to get to. One, Louisville officially announced today the addition of Ron English to the, the UofL staff. Interestingly, though, he was a defensive coordinator at Purdue. He's previously been the defensive coordinator at uh, Louisville, but he was named a defensive assistant. So interesting. I'm assuming he's still going to be the defensive coordinator. Maybe they just have to get their, their ducks in a row. They don't want to make that official designation until the entire defensive staff is announced. Maybe he's going to be like co-DC with Mark Ivey or something like that. But I'm assuming he's going to have that role. But I did think it was notable that he was was not officially named the defensive coordinator today. The second note to get to is Tua Tungavailoa officially announced today that he is, or it was announced by the Dolphins, that he has suffered another concussion. It's a tough break for him. He will not play this weekend in a must-win game for the Dolphins against the New England Patriots. So that means Miami native and Louisville's own Teddy Bridgewater getting the start for the Dolphins this weekend, trying to lead them to the playoffs, trying to take advantage of that elite wide-receiving core. I did not care for the reaction from Dolphins fans to this. I I, I know that they're going to react the way they're – but it's our Teddy – I didn't, love this man. Didn't Teddy win his only other starter this year or not? Did he lose? I can't remember. I remember he had he he's played a few times because he had to come in in relief, and then he got well the the second start he made he got a concussion like the second play of the game. Remember he had oh, to come out. Oh yeah, I started I streamed him in fantasy that yeah. week in the league, and he got me zero points. That's yeah, right. he did because he's he got dinged up, and now, he was saying yeah. you know he he was ready to play, and they said he couldn't play. I remember he had in I guess the first start he had a huge long throw to Jalen Waddle. That was a big-time play, and then he kind of became more of the game manager, Teddy. But would love to see him show out this weekend. That would be awesome. Yeah. It is also the – speaking of Teddy, today is the nine-year anniversary of Teddy's last game as a Cardinal Louisville on December 28, 2013. Went down to the Russell Athletic Bowl and blasted the Miami Hurricanes. It's crazy, too, the attendance for that game. Over 51,000 people at that game at the Citrus Bowl Stadium. And uh, Louisville – I said Miami. They went down to Orlando and played Miami. Teddy was 34 of 45 in that game, 447 yards passing and three touchdowns. Cards just absolutely took it to Miami. Never got to really watch that game either. Why not? Uh, you I doing was, radio stuff? No, I was. We played UK in basketball I, right before. I'd been in the hospital that week with uh, oh. pneumonia, oh. and I felt fine like the days leading because that was the same day as you played UK basketball, I right? And like I think that was on a Saturday, I believe, or something. I believe. Yeah. And like Thursday, Friday, I'm like, I want to leave. I'm like, I want to go. I want. I'm ready to go home. I'm feel great. Yada yada yada. They wouldn't let me go and like, well, we're going to keep one more day. We're gonna get you, we'll get you out early on Saturday. I'm like, I, I, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. I got released like halftime of the basketball game. Mm. While the football game's going. So it was just it was just a bad day in general. I got to barely see much of the basketball game because I'm in the hospital. People are coming in and out. And, yeah, it sucked. It was the original Cardmageddon. Um, the Louisville basketball team should have won that game, but they – it, yeah. it was the Russ Smith dunking on Julius Randle part I'm, one. Yeah. And also, unfortunately, a, a sign of things to come with a team that I think I think that Louisville team was better than that Kentucky team, but I think that Kentucky team was a terrible matchup for that Louisville team. And unfortunately, they ran into them in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. We don't have to talk about it. But nope, the not going to bring that up at all. The football game, if you combine like that bowl game with the Sugar Bowl game, 
I think that there was a lot of people who thought, myself included, why didn't we just let Teddy let it rip more than we did? <laughs> like, you know, we, he became, we turned him into such a game manager. And I know Charlie's defenses were so good, but in those games against like Houston and Memphis and average AAC teams that season, we would get these early 10 nothing leads. And then we would just kind of, run out the clock and win like 20 to 13 or 20 to 10 run the ball and And then you saw what happened against you know a a talented but not great Miami team where we let them throw 45 times just lit them up and you kind of got the sense after that game like that was awesome it would have been a whole lot of fun if we just done this consistently for the last two years even in the Sugar Bowl game you saw him kind of hold back on him as well when we got the lead we started doing a lot of Jeremy Wright for one yard, Jeremy Wright for two Jeremy yards. I had like 20 carries for like average one yard I think, a game. I was like, all this man is doing is just running clock. I was like, he had 21 carries for 23 yards and like yeah. 16 minutes of killed clock. That's all we're trying to do here. One of the worst stat games you'll ever get out of running back. I felt bad because that Florida defense was awesome. Yeah. And every time we gave it to him, there was nowhere for him to go. I'm like, they, I'm like, they, I'm like, we're just trying to kill clock here. Everybody knows it. And poor Jeremy Wright is just getting his ass kicked. But it's but it's like the plays that, I mean, but you, you've seen all the way going throughout his career, like Teddy can hit those, hit those big yeah. plays. And we had big play receivers in Rodgers and Parker and and Copeland. I mean, we had what? I mean, yeah, that that's an offense. Like sometimes you gotta wonder. Like you love that team. You love. I love Charlie Strong, but like, what if Petrino had? Like Petrino one had that roster. Yeah, I or, mean, or got big John L. Smith. To me, I think that 2013 team. I, I think it's hard to say that they're the best Louisville team ever because they wound up beating nobody of note because they only played one good team that entire season. Yeah, and they got but and they lost. They. they I'd love to. I'd love to play them one more time. Sure, we should have won that game. I think we would have beat the crap. I mean, out you're of up 35-14. You yeah. let that get away from you. I think it's it's it to me. It's always going to be one of the biggest question marks of all time for Louisville football. What would that team have done against a better schedule, or if they'd been playing in the ACC a year ahead of time? Because I think that you know we can debate best team of all time, and the results don't really warrant that 2013 team being at the top of that discussion. I don't think there's really much of a question that it's the most talented Louisville team of all time. When you look at the the draft picks that came out of that team, when you look at the guys that have had success in the NFL that came out of that team, it's loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. I think on both offense line, defensive line. In, I mean, incre- it was the most well-rounded team that we've ever fielded, yeah. and unfortunately, they had their their one game against a really good team, and they we're almost they, they ten years late. removed, and we still have guys from that team in the league. Yeah, I mean, Teddy's starting on, on Sunday. Devontae starting. Well, when he doesn't leave in the first quarter with an injury. Yeah, I mean, Devontae, he's had a, a lengthy NFL career, and he's he's been productive to a point. Um, I mean, yeah. When he's been healthy. When he's been healthy. It's, a, it's, been, it's been an unfortunate, yeah. When, if, if he gets, the one year, I think he only, he's only healthy for one season, and that was the year he had like 1,200 yards receiving. And I mean, a good year. even like, like Preston Brown led the NFL in tackles one year, yeah. had a lengthy career, and he's now doing radio for the, the official game broadcast. But he was – I think what seven eight years in, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smith did not have a lengthy career. Neither did Calvin uh, Pryor. Marcus Smith was the one. I know you're gonna. Know. Yeah, that was that's one that's that's near and dear to your heart. It is. Yeah. Who uh, and but, I mean the offensive line. What Miller was on that line, wasn't he? He was. He's still I think still bouncing around the league. Maybe. Jamon Brown. Jamon Brown still I think bounced around the league. Um, Jamon Brown's back now, but he's he, uh, Dunn. Brandon Dunn was on that team. If I'm mistaken. Brandon. And Dunn was on that team. Lorenzo Malden was, who's still playing CFL. Yeah, and Dunn, I think, was in the league last year. I don't know if he's in the, on anybody's roster this year, but I'm pretty sure he played a little bit last I think he was with Houston last year. Was he? Uh, I'm almost positive he was, yeah. I don't know if he's still playing this year, but he was on, He signed with them last year. 
So, I mean, there's, I mean, just, just off the top of our heads, name guys we can name. I mean, you know who I thought was going to have a better NFL Sheldon career? Rankins. Sheldon Rankins played, who's, maybe, again, injuries. Signed a big contract this is offseason, but has been hurt. Yeah. A guy who I thought was going to have a, a lengthy NFL career, who I thought was going to be a big-time player, was James Sample, the safety from yeah. those two teams. And he just never he – got in, He got in the league, but he's never hung around. He, I think he spent two or three seasons in the NFL. Like He, he got drafted fairly early. And he just, I think he, I think he was another one who he was getting PT early on for the Jaguars, and then had a an injury that kind of derailed him, um, and then he just never really got healthy again, never really got another shot. But he, I th- he was a terrific, terrific signing for us mm-hmm. uh, that season. Again, transfer portal guy before the transfer portal was a big time thing. When you actually had to sit out in a transfer. Well, I think he would. He was. A grad transfer, and like that rule had just become a thing. Oh yeah, where it was still like you could play immediately if you were a grad transfer. What if George Carl's kid in basketball, the one that kind of really started that whole grad transfer thing when he when he transferred? I've got no idea. I, for some <laughs> reason, I don't. I know it's a weird thing to pull out. <laughs> like I, I almost swear, like he was one of the first ones that kind of like because it was one of those rules that like it was a, it was out there, but no one actually knew about it, and he like just kind of like stumbled across it and was like, huh. You know, kind of like you, you, for all those years, you could go straight from high school to the NBA, and no one did it until Garnett was just, couldn't get into school and was like, "Hey, I'll do it." <laughs> Which is, yeah, but, is that well, why he did it? Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't academically get into Michigan. I think he was probably going to go anyway. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like watching that the the documentary of his high school. Well, because in hindsight, he's probably going to say it now. But it's well, I think they all said like he was going like, to. He was making the move. Like he he had told people at that at that big camp when he met. What was the guy that they had the the thirty for thirty on? He transferred to play with him. Um, uh, somebody will have my text line. I remember. I could swear in the SI article. <laughs> I remember him saying he wanted to be at Michigan. Well, they all said. I mean, LeBron said he was going to play college True, too. <laughs> he went to Farragut in Chicago to play with this kid, who ended up being a huge bust. Like it was the. The whole thirty for thirty was about it, like, but they met at ABCD ABC camp, and basically Garnett was telling everybody, like, I'm I'm going pro, like I'm going to be that guy. He didn't have a choice since he couldn't academically get in anyway. <laughs> Again, he was he didn't care about being academically eligible because he wasn't going to go to college. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some. Again, it's Weird Wednesday. We're back with that. Somebody help me out with that name, by the way. It's killing me. You don't like Weird Wednesday? No, the the, the name of the player from that who Garnett. I didn't know Garnett had a thirty for thirty. It's not on Garnett. It's on the guy that he transferred to play with. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't even. Know. I've seen almost all the thirty for thirties, and I'm trying to blank on what you're talking about. Um, Benji Wilson. No, <laughs> I was gonna say Benji. No, Benji. that that one Benji. was good though too. Benji. Ronnie Fields was is the player. Oh, the Ronnie Fields. I forgot. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about that kid. That's name. why. Like that's why he has thirty for thirty. That yeah, that's how Garnett ended up going to Chicago for his senior year of high school. Like he wanted to play with Ronnie no, Fields. I'm, yeah. I'm, I do remember the name Ronnie Fields that you mentioned, but I just didn't know he had a thirty for thirty. I didn't didn't know that. It was good. Um, I'd look that up. I don't remember seeing that. What was it called? Um, bounce back. Huh. I tried to watch the new Thirty for Thirty this like last week, but it was about like a, a women's uh, uh, billiards player, and I got like five minutes into it. And I was like, I Jeanette Lee. Yeah, I could care less about that. The only like, you know, when, back in the day when we didn't have stuff to do besides watch ESPN on the weekends, whenever billiards was on on like Sunday morning, yeah. she was always on. Like that's how like, I, I saw her come on. It's one of those things that just sticks with you from from a kid. I saw the Thirty for Thirty. I'm like, is that Jeanette Lee? And I was like, how do I know who that is? They're I like, didn't even the remember Black her, Widow. Yeah. I don't think it's a Thirty for Thirty, but there is a documentary. It's called Bounce Back: The Story of Ronnie Fields. Okay, that's what I'm. Th- it's not a Thirty for Thirty. It doesn't look like. Is a 30 it ESPN for 30. Films though? Whatever it was, it was good. Because ESPN Films Thirty for Thirty kind of mixed together a little. Looks bit. like it's a 
TMG production. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's something else then. Yeah. Whatever it was. Remember the, I enjoyed it. The, the the Fab Five wasn't technically a 30 for 30. It was an ESPN Films. That's how the in the the, now the Avalanche Red Wings rivalry was. Yeah. I, I kept looking for it on 30 for 30, and then it was like, oh, it's yeah, it's ESPN. Like, now it's they just kind of throw either one of the titles on it, and they're just like, here you go. I mean... Texas says, let's remember those Carolina schools don't take real classes when it comes to... <laughs> He's got a very good point. But now they are... Now, is Coastal uh, even worse than UNC? But, but we learned yesterday they're in South Carolina, not North Carolina. Is there, is, I mean, does that still count? I think it's a Carolina-wide thing. I mean... Outside of Garnett Wake Forest. was from South Carolina. Clearly, he wasn't going to class. <laughs> Case in point. There you go. It all comes around full circle, right? Besides Clemson, of course, because those upstanding gentlemen would never... No, Never no, no, no. Do anything that wasn't butt book. Just ask Zion Williamson. <laughs> Another one. Or the Clemson basketball staff. <laughs> My favorite was the remember the the Clemson assistant who like had to act like he didn't know how to get to Zion's house. And they, and they checked his phone and it was like he'd been to his house like seventeen times. because uh, they, they ended up the Clemson assistant got fired. He was like Brad Brownell was like, oh yeah, I had no idea this was going on. Definitely didn't promise his dad a spot on my coaching staff and have it fall through at the last second. <laughs> and they had to fire that guy who just like straight up lied about not looking at the direct. They're like, well then why is the, why is it in your Apple Maps seventeen times from the span of you have a MapQuest printed out? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've written in big bold letters and markers Zion's house and circled the address of his home. But he's like, I don't know. He's like, I've never been down that road before. They're like, well, you're. GPS says otherwise. <laughs> Texas, did TK actually get Twinkies and cigarettes for cigarettes for Christmas, yeah. or is he trying to make a joke? No, I'm being serious. You really did? Yeah. Cigarettes and Twinkies. Yeah. Were you? Is it your stocking? No, we didn't put the stockings up. But, but do they wrap them? Uh, the no, it was in a gift little little bag, Christmas bag. Nice. Yeah, I got a box. I got a box of Twinkies, a carton of cigarettes, and a uh, a four pack of lighters. I get it. I get the. I gave you two shirts and, and a bag was, of Reese's. Yeah, and oh yeah, and there was a bag of Reese's and Reese and Reese pieces too. I shouldn't hold. Duke gave us both uh, presents. Yeah, and Troy did. So I mean, I'm yeah. just talking about just on Christmas Day though. That was what you opened. Yeah, but I get the same thing. I use that's the same thing like every year for my mom. I gave her a uh, well. I, I I read. I had the bathroom in her her bathroom remodeled, and I got her a automatic cat cleaner litter box thing, and I got her. A, what else did I get her? Those seem like better presents than cigarettes and twinkies. <laughs> I think you won. I get more use or lost, depending on which way you're looking mine. at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. but what would you buy, Trevor? Probably cigarettes and twinkies. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, what are you going to get me? I, I'm not. The, I'm not the guy that's going to be like, oh, I'll just hold off and get it for Christmas. I, when I want something, if I can afford it, I'm going to buy it. So, I mean, I would get you some sort of like asbestos cleanup. <laughs> we can make that happen. Maybe a pooper scooper. No. <laughs> Some sort of backyard cleaning at service. At this point, like I don't want to. <laughs> at this point, I don't want to want to like like remove the oven with the asbestos in it. Like it's it's like a staple of the house. What if I got you like a spa treatment thing? Of all the people I know in my entire life, nah. I can't think of somebody who would less like that. I don't want than no, you. I'm not. I it's don't. a free massage, a spa day. Just relax. Just kick your legs up. A little mani pedi for you. I don't. I don't know. If, nah. I don't think I'd buy it for anybody, but you. Just to get your reaction, I may actually do that next year. I don't want to, like, I'm not. You're going downtown. You're going, you're, you're getting a spa day. I just, I mean, I just don't want to, I'm not big on, like, the, if I'm going to get massaged, I, just, I don't want to just not to go anywhere. For okay, a okay. Yeah, that's, just, uh, okay. And, and I just like, they'll be like, I don't like my feet being touched, and God knows what they're going to, oh, good Lord, I mean. 
I mean, I'd feel worse <laughs> for them than you, for sure. You ever seen that scene in uh, Dumb and Dumber when they go to get like the, the, the Yes. <laughs> that's kind of feel like it's going to be. Texture says, uh, bring I like Bob. The gift is supposed to be punishing me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually going to do it. <laughs> Texas, bring Brom home. A knives out story. Who does Patrick want to play him? <laughs> uh, Texture says, that was the worst interrogation I've ever seen via the cameras. Trevor didn't even attempt to go full bad cop against Patrick, and Mike was a sissy good cop. Wait, wait, wait a minute. How was, how, was that, how was it bad? I mean. We asked for the evidence. Patrick showed us. I made him, I made him open his phone. Yeah. What do you want Trevor to like I mean, shake him? I can't. I mean, I'm coming off like a needy girlfriend enough as is over here. Show like, me your phone. Give me your text messages. <laughs> Texas, it seems like Jack Plummer wants to come here, but Brom is trying for other guys first, and that's why he's not committed yet. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, if this were as cut and dry as it seemed like it was going to be the day that Plummer announced that he was transferring from Cal. You think it would? There's no reason for it not to be done, unless Jeff is kind of weighing his options and maybe looking around. Or I guess the other possibility is Jack isn't as set in coming to Louisville as it was made out to be. But I still think at the end of the day, he's. It sounds like he's probably going to come here and be our quarterback for next season. But who knows? Let's say he is. Like, okay. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hopeful that he's going to be successful. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm not very. My hopes aren't very high on Jack Plummer. Like, I just, I mean, I, I, again, I kind of, I, I feel like it's just like we're getting like Justin Burke again kind of level. I think he's better than Justin Burke. Well, and we'll, we'll hopefully see that whether he is or not. Of course, different era, different type of, type of quarterbacks as is, but like just, it, he's average. Would you have been happier with Austin Reed from WKU? Probably yes. Yeah. He looked good in the bowl game. I'm not going to act like I've seen enough of him to really and, and, know what yeah, it is, but he can, looked like he was a, and you can argue a little bit better. System versus. Level of talent, I guess. I mean, the only time I've seen Plummer for any extended period of time, and I've watched highlight videos since it's become clear that he's the rumored quarterback for next yeah. season. I watched most of the game that they played against Notre Dame, mainly because I want to see if Notre Dame could like just keep losing, and that was their first win of the season. And he, like, he was, it was a classic like. He clearly has a big arm, but he was constantly under pressure. Like he was just had to get rid. He, he couldn't let any routes develop. It was hard to really get a, a glimpse of how good he could be because it was, you know, it was like watching the, the McSorley kid play for the Cardinals on Sunday. Oh, like, good Lord. Like, he just he, – he had to get rid of the ball in, like, two seconds or he was going to get hit. And so you didn't get a chance to see him take many shots downfield and you couldn't get the receivers with the deep routes to really develop before he was having to, to get the ball out of his hands. So it was kind of hard to tell. But I remember thinking, like, this kid looks – better than his stat line's going to to look at the end of this game. Maybe with more time and a better system and and hopefully better wide receivers next season in a place like Louisville he can put up bigger numbers. But it, it's certainly uh, it's you, certainly a guess. Didn't he, he's a better system. He's been in this he has been in this system. Did you go back and watch any clubs? Didn't see I haven't watched him from Purdue. Games. No. Okay. I have not seen any from Purdue. Because I know I know he was up and down with injuries at Purdue. So I mean it was it wasn't that he was benched I don't think for on field but because of he got hurt and just Kind of never really got back in the groove, if I'm mistaken. So let's say Patrick, you're more a Purdue fan than we are. Is that true? Uh, I remember one game that he played against, uh, specifically against like Penn State with like Micah Parsons on one side of the line and uh, another first round draft pick on the other side, and just constantly under pressure, same way like that. And then, uh, but yeah, he was definitely up and down a little bit. I'd say he 
he's it's been like two or two two and a half years since then. So I think system he knows. I'm pretty confident. He played him. with Bell and more than right? well, not more because more was probably injured. But he played with Bell, right? I think it was like a young David Bell was when he was. Okay. So let's say again for the sake of arguing, it, it's Plummer next season. Okay, and you've got. A, a decent core from your offensive line coming back. You're losing a couple guys. You've got – you feel good about the running backs, I think, at this point. I think that's true, yeah. We're going to have to we, – we've already added some wide receivers. You'd love to see them add, like, a a bona fide, like, big-time tier one playmaker at wide receiver that would that would really help you out. But they've, they've certainly helped themselves at that position so and, far. And I have confidence in Jeff Brom and making – getting the best out of these wide receivers opposed to – Sure. I didn't have that confidence going into the last – Three years. We did find out officially that we're we are losing Marshawn Ford. He's declared for the draft. So you, you I did not see that. You need some help at tight end. That sucks. The defense, you, you filled some positions of need. You're getting Monty Montgomery back. That most of the defensive line is coming back. You feel pretty good there. We're starting to see the roster take shape. As of right now, knowing the schedule that we have, we don't know the dates, but we know the teams we're playing. Mm-hmm. What do you feel comfortable in saying is like your preseason expectation? Oh, seven wins so you you expect i mean anything less than seven wins i think is depending on the situation and the circumstances is is is, is easily disappointing i think that's probably fair i think that's like what if we have injuries or just yeah. something goes wrong you know what i mean there's obviously circumstances that can come about that could change things but everything goes as quote-unquote planned i think seven seven wins minimum yeah is, is i guess kind of where i am yeah. at this point I would expect them to be as good as they were last year. Now, maybe Plummer comes in and just stinks it up and, and is not good. Maybe you do have some injuries at running back, and uh, you don't get. There are things to be said, but I, I think based on the way that we're seeing this roster take shape right now, I think you should expect to be bowl game good and to be as good as you were last year at, the, at a minimum. And maybe that's asking too much, but I don't think it is. I, I think I don't that think it is at all. Like, and if it if you know if, if Louisville does go four and eight, five and seven. I think it'll be a disappointment, and we'll have to talk about that. There's there's no way around it. But seven wins seems like a – I mean, you're not playing Clemson next year. You do play Notre Dame as one of your non-conference games. Kentucky's going to be – they've got Devin Leary. It sounds like they're going to be pretty good again uh, next season. You, the other two games, I mean, you should beat Indiana, but they're you know, pesky sometimes. Of course, not pesky for Jeff Brom. And then the other game is non-conference game is Murray State. Who's you know, that, that should be a W. But the ACC schedule theoretically should be – a little bit easier next year just because you don't have the top dog on it. So I think seven wins. I think, I think it's a good barometer. And anything better than – Who is a top dog cool. next year? I mean, Clemson again. Is it Clemson? I mean, is that I just, just – I'm assuming just by default it's going to be I mean, Clemson We again. don't know. I mean, they've got a quarterback. Their quarterback situation is as big a mystery as ours at this point somewhat. Sure. I mean – And they've got – I mean, like I said, like they're – the Clemson era of dominance is over. Yeah, they're never I agree. Gonna, they're never going to be national title good again. And then was it really dominance other, or was it just falling backwards into two really good quarterbacks? I think it was dominant. I mean, they were they were national title good, but that's over. Yeah, but I mean, Dabo I, ruined it. When you got done. as good as Watson and Lawrence, you you are national. I mean, they're going to be nine, ten win good. They're going to be back to the old Clemson, like the the pre twenty sixteen Clemson seasons. Eight, nine, ten yeah. wins. They they'll probably be the best team in the ACC more times than not. But as far as being like right there with or above. Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and that that breed, it's done. Dabble ruined it. It's over. 
Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll take some more text, 502-414-1450. Before we break, though, reminding you about our guys over at First Bankers Trust. At First Bankers Trust, their experienced portfolio management team provides in-depth insight into their investment philosophy, the economy, and relevant industry trends. If you're interested in learning more, visit firstbankerstrust.com. Landing top recruits, beating rivals, making money, making more money, keeping that added money. It all starts with one word, trust. First Bankers Trust, firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Keep it right here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Distracted by the fact that UCF just ran a two-point conversion play that lost them, I think, 10 yards. They now trail 23-13 in the Military Bowl. The Duke fans in the crowd are such knobs. I mean, they, they just look like the biggest dorks alive. I mean, they're Duke football fans, dude. I mean, are you really painting your face up for the Military Bowl? I mean, what are you doing? Well, if you're Duke football, I mean, is this not the guys like U62. Just this is like the best you've had since Spurrier was here, right? And they showed one guy. No, they, in they a played fedora. the conference championship a few years ago. That's what Jameson one Crowley fedora did. per group. That's the rule, especially at Duke. You can't one have more fedora. than one. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, like a fedora with like a trench coat I think, over I was, his Duke shirt. I, and I know you will embrace this with me, but I think the hat fra- the hat craze of like the early like twenties and thirties needs to come back. Yeah, like and not just like just the tenant the, the, the has at dinner has at ball games. You, you, now you take them off when you go inside though. I don't know about that. Yeah, oh no, come on, you, you, come on, you, hats you, everywhere. No, you, you wear you take it off when you go inside, but yeah. I want more, you know, the, the, the bowl hats, the, the bowling hats or whatever. The ones yeah. Well, yeah, for doors. I, I think that the, 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 of all the things that keep coming back in rotation in terms of popularity, like why hasn't the hat? The hat? Kind of, I mean, yeah. yeah the, the, when you see pictures of like the World Series from 1930, like the entire crowd is just dudes wearing bowler hats. Yeah, the straw hat. Or you whatever. are kind of surprised like stuff like that hasn't come back around. Or getting dressed up to fly on airplanes. That's a classic old people uh, I mean, the best thing yes. Yeah, it's it's probably never yet. coming back. No, that probably isn't. But the hats could. I mean, hats probably not coming back. I mean, either. we got guys wearing like giant ball cap hats now. Those are so funny. They are. They're <laughs> hilarious. I don't get it, but it's definitely funny. Brian Robinson. It's I big, got a, it's a big hat. I got a friend. With, Ferguson. It's a funny name. I got a friend with a big hat saying. company. <laughs> he has a big hat company? No, Brian Robinson. He was like, that's in one of his post game interviews, he was wearing a big oh, yeah. hat. He said, I got a friend with a big hat company. That's Anybody what needs I saw. a big hat, let me know. That's I mean, when I first saw those. That's the first thing I thought of, too, when, he, when I saw it was like Turd Ferguson. <laughs> I thought of the Dave episode where they the guy's selling the wooden shirts. 
and he's he's watching the rapper's uh, son, and he's like, he's like, this is tight. And he gets the wood. It's like all natural wood. It's, I mean, people, it's a real thing. <laughs> Things that you would not believe are real are very much real in 2022. Now, have you seen this news, TK? This is, I don't know how to break it to you because I'm just assuming that you're not going to like this, but Hooters is shutting down and it's rebranding. Rebranding is what? Because a new study shows that millennials, quote, aren't that into boobs. Well, I think they studied the wrong millennials. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, does what? I think every generation is okay with boobs, right? It, this new generation, they're not having sex. They're not that into boobs. Patrick, defend your generation. Yeah, Jim I'm Patrick. not a millennial. Well, yeah, you're not. But like the new generation, they're saying. I think the inflection is that the the newer generations are. More into butt than boobs, which I was oh, that like, what it is. I think I think that's what they're. Well, that's gonna make an interesting restaurant. Booties, <laughs> booties, booters. <laughs> but Hooters is going away. All right, here's the thing. One, I call BS on the no love for boobs. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and that's sad. I mean, this is what's wrong with America. This is what's wrong with America. <laughs> it is. Patrick, do you have, do you do you not like boobs? Yeah, boy, I'm embarrassing this kid left and right today. Uh, but the, the food, Hooters, I could care less. Like, as a restaurant, it's... It's fine. It's yeah. it's not bad. It's I never really got into Hooters. I mean, I, it's funny that I mentioned it the other day when you talked about the last crumb gaming at UK. And yeah. Kid, I, we, watched that, we were at a Hooters watching that game. That's only because I went with some friends one together, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. But, like, I never got into the wings or the, the, the fries or anything like that, and... And yeah, the atmosphere is great. I mean, yeah, you, you get to see some, you know, big cleavage right there. But I mean, it was very cool after going to baseball games when I was a little league. That yeah, was that was Hooters at its the peak. The thing with Hooters is though is that like with OnlyFans and Instagram and the internet now, like Hooters is kind of like a dinosaur, right? Imagine somebody like, you can get. I mean, you the, can get what you had to go to Hooters as a kid to see, and just go on Twitter and see it everywhere. Now. There's somebody who went to like Yale. And then got their MBA from Stanford. And they specialize in research, and companies hire them to give them some sort of direction. And that person who spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on multiple degrees from two of the most renowned institutions this, this country has to offer, they took those degrees, and they did a full study that came to the conclusion, sir, Boobs just aren't as popular as they were 15 years ago. Yeah, that's that's why OnlyFans is not making any money. That's what the, <laughs> that's, their degree came to. That's that's why there's not 17 rip-off Hooters restaurants like full uh, Tilted Kilt, and, which closed here as well. Did not did not survive. That's true, it didn't. But they're around. There's a, there's a mountains plate, Mountain Peaks or whatever in Atlanta that's popular. Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. That's yeah. where you met Gary Payton. It is exactly. Look at that. See, he remembers the boobs. Imagine telling that to this man <laughs> who owns Hooters, who's like. I built an empire on boobs. I no longer, I no longer see this country as the one that I grew up with. Now, are they gonna? Are they gonna like re? re, re are they just gonna redo themselves? And okay, they, well, I wouldn't put it like that. But I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> can't get any bigger. Uh, I mean, are they gonna like? Are they just gonna rebrand? I mean, rephrase that. Yes, that's that's the okay. deal. They are. They're closing down. And they're going to rebrand. Like, it's going to be like when IHOP was like, we're going to be iBurger. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. After like three days, they're like, no, yeah, we're, we're three IHOP. Three days? 
That's in three hours. We're, we're, we were just joking. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't know you didn't know IHOP had burgers until then. I had no idea. I didn't, it was a brilliant marketing move. And for the record, they aren't actually that bad of burgers. I've had them. I think I had one on Burger Week. Of course you have. <laughs> I mean, what's Hooters going to rebrand as, though? Like, chicken wing thing? <laughs> I mean, there you go. Because, I mean, if you're going to go... Their new name is chicken, chicken wing, wing thing. Chicken wing we thing. got the best breasts in town. Wings I mean. and things. <laughs> what if they just got even more just direct? I mean, they just named it boobs. Just just, just, just boobs. <laughs> Boobers. Well, it's going to become like a half strip club, half buffet. I mean... I don't know. It's just... Uh, yeah. I, I, apparently, I, I by the way, apparently the stream's down. It went out right as we went to commercial break, people are saying. That might have been as you couldn't get the break to fire, and they sent in text before, but I don't know. Yeah. Streams down. should be back working. Let's see if I can get working. Um, they missed a riveting conversation about boobs. That's what you get the podcast for, baby. It's probably a good thing. The PG-13 my, stuff goes on the pod. Probably for my sake, it's probably a good thing, though. Um, I mean, I get, because I get where Hooters is closing because, like, it's... I mean, the, the, again, this, the 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 attraction of going there just to see large-breasted women, you, you don't need that anymore to go to Hooters. Like, when we were kids, we were younger, that was what it was. I mean, you went there. Streams on. The food, the food was good, but, you know, you wanted to – you went there for the attraction, let's be honest. Like, nowadays with the internet, OnlyFans, Twitch, Instagram, I mean – What do you think Twitch is? I don't know. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I know it's on the internet, though. With, and with all the access you have – like you don't need to go to Hooters to see big breasts. Women shake their breasts, right? I mean, that's what's wrong with these kids these days. They, they're seeing it all firsthand. So okay, they don't care about experiencing that, in real life. That I accept. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That part I accept, but don't sit there and tell me to my face, millennium kids just don't like boobs because that's I. If you say that, they don't like them the way that we like. You them. tell me. You point out someone that tells me that. I'll point you out to somebody who's a complete nutter moron. Well, you don't I mean you don't. Yeah, Why yeah. do I sound like Clay Travis over here? I'm like boobs and First Amendment. <laughs> I don't think he's First Amendment. I think it's boobs and Second Amendment. Was that what it was? I think that's what it is. That's that's more like that show. <laughs> I'd like to see you on the Clay Travis show. I mean, I don't hate Clay Travis. I think sometimes he You've is, mentioned that. Yeah. He's he sometimes goes too far to be a caricature of himself just to, you know, appease a certain base, and I hate that. I can't believe Derrick Henry is not going to play tomorrow. Now you see. Now listen. To, look who's back into my world over here. My, you're over here. Oh, no one cares about Derrick Carter. Now I bring up something that's near and dear to your heart, and it's bugging you now. I mean, I've got. I already was up against it in this championship game, and now I'm. I mean, Daniel Jones is going to have to score like sixty points for me to win. This. I'm losing players left and right. You've I'm got here, moves I'm here, to Adams make. Adams is going to sit now. I've got no moves to make. I've made. We have a limited yeah, sure, amount of moves yeah. in our league. We got twenty. That's I've, a stupid rule, by the way. I, well, it's it's the rule we upped it from fifteen. Thankfully. I've used all my moves. I've got nowhere to go. No quarterbacks. I can. I, I can't do anything. I've. I got like five guys that are hurt on my bench. I'm no done. Hooters. I need Derek Henry to play tomorrow. It's going to be a disaster. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Stacks line. Texas. I haven't been able to listen in a while. What was your take on the Keith and Nolan beef or no comment? We talked about it yesterday. Yeah, I didn't. Not really know. I mean, I didn't think it was any. Like Nolan's tweet wasn't like over the you know horrible and Keith maybe. Snapped a little bit, but hey, you know, it's, it's your opinion. It's, I thought Nolan's tweet was bad. You know, I, one thing I, I, I did. I thought Keith didn't need to phrase his tweet the way the that way he did. did. Yeah. And the one thing, though, is like, I love how, like, Nolan, I just thought about this last night when I, about this, and I'm glad you brought it up a bit. Like, Nolan's reaction, it was like, why don't you tag me, man? Like, why don't you tag, you know, like, people, I love when people are like, you say something about somebody, but you don't tag them, they come at you. Like, it's like the internet version of step into someone's face. 
like what what were you gonna do if you did tag you? Were you just gonna, were you gonna come to their house and and, and and take a crap on their lawn? I mean, what, what was what's the difference whether they tag you or not? Yeah. I, the, I never got like the the people who do the snitch tagging are the worst. Like they, <laughs> you see this? Uh, no one's like, wh- why? What, what? Like, who cares? Like, You're not you a doing? man. You didn't tag me on your on your anonymous internet comment. It's like it's, it's an all, internet comment. It's all silly. Who cares if you're tagged or not? Yeah. <laughs> Texas, I would rather have a chair from the bench take over as a coach than Danny Manning. <laughs> was it? Wasn't that a thing? Wasn't that like a Family Guy? Where like a broom took over for somebody? I have no idea. <laughs> no, it was when they went on the, like, the Springer show. He's like, I'm not really a horse. I'm a broom. He yeah. thinks I- <laughs> That's what it was. I... was <laughs> no, the Simpsons when they won the, the Republican uh, president. And he opened the doors to the water cooler and just bubbles like, he's a genius. I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> uh, 24-7 sports, since we texture sends this in. Since we were talking about our expectations for Jeff Brom's first season, there's a 247 Sports article from Will Backus, who is saying... Good name. Great name. He's saying all his expectations for the first-year head coaches in college football for next season that have been announced so far. And for Jeff Brom, he says this. The expectation is make a bowl game. Louisville was never quite awful under former coach Scott Satterfield. The Cardinals just had trouble getting anywhere above average. That is about what one should expect from Jeff Brom's first year at the helm. He was an expert at doing more with less at Purdue, and now he steps into a program with significantly more resources and a better commitment to football. Given time, this could be a fantastic hire. Brom has the potential to compete for titles. Until then, though, a bowl game would be great for the first year. Yeah, I think it's pretty spot on. I mean, I'd like seven wins. I wouldn't even say great. I think a bowl game is somewhat of necessity, though, right? I think so. I think you if, if you go you five and seven yeah. or four and eight, it's a disappointment. Like if this team sure. was, if you were taking over like a three-win team, even though I think this was obviously better than a three-win team, regardless, like you could use that as an excuse of not making a bowl. But this is a team that's coming off a bowl and a bowl win, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to be good because it's, I mean, it's winning six games, man. So like, this isn't like when you were in college, Jeff, where making a bowl was actually like importantly hard to do. Now. The next text that I see, I've seen this a little bit on Twitter, and people trying to do the whole, like, Jeff Brom, he's not getting enough guys in the transfer portal. He's losing some recruits. Why are are people not being as hard on him as they are on Kenny Payne? Which is, it it reminds me of when people, when we lost to Middle Tennessee in women's basketball, and people are like, oh, Jeff Walls is getting a free pass. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> Jeff Walls has made the program. He's been a national title game. He's been. He he also was not zero and nine at that point in the season. They lost to a Middle Tennessee State team that is pretty good. It was a bad loss for Louisville, but I think Walls has earned enough respect and has enough you know goodwill built up that people will give him the benefit of the doubt if he takes a couple of early season losses, i.e. a coach like Rick Pitino when he lost a few games early in the season. We weren't happy about it, but we knew that we would be playing our best basketball come March. The issue with Kenny Payne doing what he's doing right now, and I say that about both the recruiting and the on-court stuff, is is he, he we have no idea. Like, this is all that we have to judge Kenny Payne on. He's never been head coach before. So, yeah, people are going to panic a little bit when you're not getting players, and, yeah, people are going to panic a little bit when you're off to the worst start in the history of the program. I'm, I'm sorry, how are you comparing the two? When Jeff has brought more in the transfer portal than Kenny has. Right? Jeff just locked in the first, as it stands right now, top twenty-five class in the history of Louisville football. And I'm, I can't say verbatim, but I think it was it was our, our, his his nephew's Nick, Nick Roush, the secret Louisville fan that he is. He loves cards. Tweeted something out like how we're 
I think Satterfield got two guys out of the city, like or something. And Brom's gotten three in the last month he's been here. And transfer portal, we have seven power conference transfers already coming into this program. Yeah, I mean, and if you're saying like, well, he's not getting a quarterback, like, it's very. There are lots of quarterbacks out there. I feel confident that we are going to get a quarterback. I don't think this is a, hey, when are we going to get a guard situation? Are we going to get a guard? Are we going to get a guard? And then we just don't get any guards. We are going to add a quarterback from the transfer portal. If we don't, feel free to call me out about this statement. I will re- revisit it in a couple of months. I feel very – we will get a quarterback, whether it's Jack Plummer or somebody else, joining the roster for next season. The current quarterback contingent on the on the roster is not going to be what it looks like when fall camp starts. Could it be somebody that maybe doesn't le- meet your expectations? Possibly. But he's going to add something. But you're going to add quarterbacks, yeah, opposed to where – we didn't even get that luxury of not meeting expectations with the guard position at the basketball team because we just got none. We got nothing. And liked it. I mean, people are – well, we didn't like it. I was getting checked. I'm aware. Okay. We didn't like it, though. I get wanting to believe in Kenny Payne long-term because we all do. But if, if you're so deep in the weeds for Kenny Payne right now that you're trying to justify what's happening – at the, the the present moment, by saying, "Well, look at what this coach is doing. Look what this coach is." It, it's it's an it's a comparison that's going to fall short because there's nothing to compare this to right now. And again, it's the big problem with the basketball program right now is you've got nothing to point to. If you're saying, "I know he's going to be successful here," you've got nothing to point to outside of just that that blind faith. And you could very well be right. I think we're all hoping this trust in KP mentality is going to lead to a good season next year and a great season three or four years from now, where we're back to being you know, Final Four contention, national title good. But as of right now, there's nothing to point to outside of that. So if, if you're trying to do that, you're just going to wind up floundering. There's just there's, there's nothing right now. Texture says, um, can Trevor do the stanky leg and sing it while he does it? Oh, I don't remember what the stanky leg was. It was a popular dance and song in like 08, 09. What about this statement makes you think I would know what a stinky leg was? I, me- I remember hearing about the stinky leg. Patrick, can you show me a stinky leg? He's going to do it. He's doing it. That's that's the stinky leg right there. Patrick's doing it. Okay. Do the stinky leg. See, the stinky leg to me is just like like when I do the, like I shake my leg when I'm trying to like, you know, get myself all adjusted and stuff after I stand up. They, that works. Okay. Like, so give me a try. Hold on. He's going to do it. This is going. This is the third time he's danced in the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Here, Trevor's up. He's Riveting up. radio. He's pretty much just shaking his leg like a dog. This is a <laughs> a dog, a post pee dog. That's okay. He's doing it. He, he's doing it more now. This is just, okay. <laughs> this is when we need the YouTube cameras would have really helped us here. Any day now, though. It's for 2023. Brand new Keep your imagination, people. YouTube cameras coming to Big X Studios. The UofL College of Business Studios will have the YouTube camera. Now, any, there was any a request now. to sing. Don't, I couldn't tell you who sings that song or one word of it. Who did sing that song? Do the stanky leg. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was a one-hit wonder. Really? <laughs> the uh, G- yeah, GS Boys. Boys with a Z. Now. Oh, with a Z? Oh, wow. Way to, way to grab nostalgia from the 90s there, guys. Well, that's, that's still a thing that's happening. The GS Boys, I don't remember. Was Soldier Boy in that? Is that how we got to start? That guy sucks. He does the Superman thing. They're right? from Arlington. Really? Yes. I don't think Soldier was a member of the GS Boys. Is he from like Atlanta or something? I don't know. I don't either. Texas says if, <clears throat> excuse me, Texas says if Payne can't win 
with multiple four stars in the current roster. Can he win with four star transfers from the portal next year? Also, could Cadeau change this team if he comes? Cadeau's not coming. Do we right. have multiple four stars on this roster. I mean, we have like nothing but four stars. We have one, a five star and one five stars. <clears throat> have you not seen the meme that everybody is sharing about how our starting five right now, in terms of recruiting rankings, is exactly the same as the starting five from the 2013 national title team? It's like one five star, three four stars, one three star. It's the exact same. So. I think that text right there, I, I hate doing like the whole like we're repeating ourselves and just kind of crapping on the program in pain. It's what it sounds like all the time. But that right there, it reinforces, I think, what people's biggest problem with Kenny Payne is right now, which is it's not just that we're this bad. It's that when you are this bad, there's not much hope for getting to be like as good as we want to be like. The end goal for Kenny Payne isn't to like make the NCAA tournament every couple of years and be a seven or eight seed. Like this is that's not what this program is. The goal for Kenny Payne is to get Louisville back to where every single season you feel like you're a legit player for a national title. And if at the worst under Payne, this program can be the worst that it's ever been in the modern era, it's not providing a whole lot of hope that like at the best it can be as good as it's ever been. And I think that's the issue is is like if we're this bad with level of talent that is certainly not what we're ex- accustomed to, but is at a level that should not be 2-11 and 11 and not within you know, shouting distance of anybody with the pulse that we've played so far this season. Like, what hope do we have? It's the same thing with Satterfield. What hope do you have that when that talent does improve, when you do get those types of players that can you know, theoretically lead you to conference titles and national titles and Final Fours and second weekends, that he's going to be able to, to shape that talent and make those teams that level? Like, I think that's – it's a concern right now, for sure. Texture says seven wins for next season is realistic, barring injuries. The schedule is very light outside of Notre Dame. I mean, seven wins should be the, the standard year in, year out. I think that's fair. At this point, right? I yeah. mean, you can you can have a down year, barring, you know, with, again, circumstances, not everything's black and white, but I think going into each and every season, your minimum should be seven wins for uh, for Louisville's program. For sure. I think that that was Especially kind of... Especially with what you're looking at with the ACC and, and yada, 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 yeah. I, mean, I think that's, that was our concern with South Scatterfield is that, like, 7-5 and five became kind of, like, the standard. Or it felt like it was... It felt like that was becoming where we were It felt headed. like it more became the ceiling than it did the floor. Exactly, which is not what this program should no. be. We want, to da- we want to be on the ceiling. Dancing on the ceiling like Lionel Richie. Texas Jack is a poor man's Jake Plummer. <laughs> that poor man's Jake Plummer isn't a bad quarterback. I love Jake Plummer. was pretty damn good. He was fantastic. Jake Plummer uh, won a, a, a playoff game with the Arizona Cardinals. Texas says, what are your thoughts on Barstool doing the Arizona Bowl? They covered a couple of b-ball games where Big Cat and Dave were sweating out the over for a meaningless Akron versus Mississippi State game. I'll lead off by telling you I have no two bleeps about Barstool. I don't. They, they, I, I, I didn't know they had a bowl game. Them. I'll be honest. I don't follow that. Patrick, do you know? Uh, yeah, there's like a Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl or something. Yeah. There you go. I knew about that. I don't follow their Twitter accounts. I don't follow their – I find them not very amusing. They just seem like just generic stuff. So I, I could care less. The Hooters of sports internet coverage. <laughs> Would you say that? Is that what you're saying? No, I guess they're more like the Jenny's Diner. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jenny's Diner was great. Frickle pickle chips. I love how many people would get that reference. And I know Patrick is not one of them. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's before your time. 
Texas, well, if Plummer doesn't work out, we can always go with Malik for senior citizens. I mean, Bring him back. One more. Do we, are we sure that he's not done that eligibility somewhere available? What about now Malik might, but does McHale? We can get McHale. McHale only played like four games. And he was great. <laughs> that was the best he played all that entire career. I hadn't heard that Marshawn Ford, dude. That's kind of depressed me when you used to Yeah, I'm sorry. He's gone. Because I was, I mean, I was really licking my chops at the, th- the thought of what he could do with this offense. I I get Marshawn wants to go pro, and I know he's he, he I understand the situation. I just feel like this is one of those like, man, dude, he should come back for one more year, I think. But yeah, he's just home. The Jeff, weird Go ahead, Patrick. Jeff Brom does have quite the history with tight end success. He does. Yeah, I mean both the Rams tight ends are Jeff Brom products. He's about to have another one going to the league here in this draft coming up. So the weird thing about because Marshawn Ford was a redshirt junior, he does have one year of eligibility remaining mm-hmm. if he wants to use it. But the weird thing now is every single player that is going to the draft is putting out like an announcement declaring that they're going to the draft, whether they have eligibility or not. So it's so hard to keep track of like who is who's making this announcement, which is essentially saying I'm not coming back to Louisville to play one or two more years. I'm going to the pros. And who is just putting this announcement out to like make it official that they're going because they've got like Momo Sonogo put out an announcement saying he's draft eligible. He's, he's entering the NFL draft. He can't he's got no eligibility remaining. Like he's got no I guess he's draft eligible. You're 24, dude. So, like, because Marshawn put out the announcement, and I kind of did a double. I'm like, did he have a chance to come back, or did he not? Like, Tyler Hudson was the same way. I knew he had it. He, he could have come back if he wanted to. Uh, he chose not to. But, like, with everybody putting out these announcements the same way, they have the same little kind of, like, template, I can't keep track of, of like, who is spurning Louisville or, or you know, rejecting the, the chance to come back and play for Jeff Brom and who is just saying, like, yeah, I'm going to try to go to the draft. I'm I'm 28 years old. I've played seven years of college football. It's time to move on. I mean, Ford, I don't, I don't see that as rejection. I see that as a guy that was a walk-on at, at, at Louisville, has earned his way to be probably projected to be be drafted probably in the fifth or sixth. I mean, he's Malik's age. He's been here since 2017. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I mean, he's probably maybe, you know, more of a fifth, sixth, or seventh-round guy unless he does some combine stuff, maybe works into the fourth round. But just getting drafted in general, I, I don't – yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that. We talked about how it was so weird that Malik was here in 2017 and played with, with so Lamar Jackson. Ford. And Ford was on that team. He redshirt so Marshawn redshirted. That's crazy. He got the extra year of COVID, COVID eligibility, yeah. and he got the medical redshirt year. So he could have theoretically been here for 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23, a full seven seasons of Louisville so football. he's literally legitimately, legitimately like 24 years old. Almost, yeah. Right? He, he And if you have aspirations to play professional football – it's kind of a bleep or get off the pot when you get to a certain age, whether yeah. it's in the NFL or the CFL or what have you. Especially running back. And, yeah. I mean, you know, at a certain point, too, you might just be sick of college, like sick of college football. I mean, he's probably got like 15 degrees at this point. He's like, even if I don't make it in the NFL, I'd soon go into coaching at this point rather than just play a full decade in, of, of college football. I'm done with it. It's like, all I got left is go backpacking through Europe or something. God, I mean, it's, a, it's a lot of these kids now. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up. We'll revisit some of our takes from the beginning of the show and then get back to Weird Wednesday on the text line at 502-414-1450. Keep it right here. More Mike Rutherford Show is on the way next here on The Big X. All right, better do it, I 
All right, welcome in. Final hour here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. First song, not on the Juki album, but what album was the top of? No idea. You know this. You can't think about it. I don't, I, I couldn't name, I don't know album. It's not the Angus movie. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Well, I thought you liked that movie. I, I did. I haven't seen it since fifth grade. Oh. But it was, I should watch it again. I liked it at the time. Uh, we got Duke about to the, putting the finishing touches on a military bowl championship here. They lead UCF 30-13. to 13. The ACC does. As I glance at Twitter, I see that three things trending right next to one another are Mike Elko, Hooters, and Bill Cosby. <laughs> we are finishing 2022 strong, America. This is the a banner day for the country. I got throwing Asian doll on mine. Oh, <laughs> right below Bill Cosby. <laughs> I don't. It's one of those where I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to know. I, I don't want to. I'm not clicking on it. I mean, Mike Elko, I know why he's trending. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Hooters, we know why they're trending. Hooters, we now know. Yeah. And then Science is also trending right below him, which is just beautiful. I mean, I can... Apparently, Agent Doll's a rapper. Oh, I did not know that. I thought it was like like one of those like like American Doll type things. That was my concern. That's what I was... <laughs> Mike Gundy's also uh, trending. He got into it with a reporter last night, which... Oh, shocking. I mean, it's... I feel like Mike Gundy does all this stuff. He only does shocking things when Oklahoma State is playing like garbage, which you and I both kind of called last night. Wisconsin. I think, did you take? I don't no, I took it. Oklahoma State. They get beat. I they got beat by seven. Yeah. Okay. I took Wisconsin. My buddy, uh, who is tra- he's traveling to visit his wife's, his in-laws for Christmas in a state that has legalized betting. He was like, who are you taking tonight? Badgers, um, Cowboys. Give me a, a prediction. I said Badgers by seven. Felt very smart when I woke up and saw that they won by seven. Good. But after the game, because Oklahoma State what lost, I think six of their last seven this season. He gets asked about. That's about right. Yeah. He, he gets asked a question about like coaching changes and you know are you going to revisit staff, which is what their whole fan base like. We have to make some changes. This is not good enough. And he like goes off on this reporter and is like, he's like, I'm, I'm a man. I'm forty. I may be cutting he's, you out. He's, he's like, long beyond forty, buddy. Yeah, he's I basically know. like, uh, <laughs> he's basically like, I'm, I'm cutting you out. I'm not cutting their coaches out. I'm cutting you. I'm like, come on, man. Like, just. Well, that's what it was all about the last time with the uh, the report on Bobby. Uh, why? Back of quarterback. Bobby Reed. I, I don't. Remember, I have no idea what his name. I was. remember his name because he was really good at running. He because he was so fast on uh, in the college football game. I'd run the option with him. Gotcha. And that's the only reason he was a huge recruit. He was like he was supposed to be uh, RG three before RG three. I guess you could say. Um, because they came out around the same time, but he was, yeah. And it was Bobby Reed and the guy wrote, you know, how Bobby Reed's been under underachieved and he did. The reporter was actually dead right. When you look back on it, Bobby Reed's career was well underachieved and he did kind of suck despite all the hype he had coming into Oklahoma state. And he blew up on her for that. You know, I'm a 40, I'm a man. Now I guess, what is he? I never knew it was a female reporter. It was, was it was a female reporter. Yeah. I had no idea. That was Uh, like 14 years ago. So he's in his fifties now. I'm 54 now. I'm a man. I'm a grandpa. I'm going to cut off your access. <laughs> I don't like the questions you're asking. No, uh, my, get out of my press room, out of my lawn. Is Mike Gundy like one of those guys, like he's, he's, he still had his job at Oklahoma State this long because nobody just forgets he's there? I, like a few years ago, I was like, oh my God, he's, he's still there. Because every, every like two or three years, he does something that just drums up controversy. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, that guy who wins eight games about every year. He's like the Jim Beheim of college football. He's like, you just, he's, he's not that he hasn't been successful. He's had good success at certain points, but you're just like, oh, wait a minute, he, he's still there? Like, he, like that's Patrick's generation. Like, the, he was a kid. How were you when he, uh, he that 08? That was what? You were. I was three. Yeah, you'd been, you'd yeah, been so, tiny. You're like, yeah, so it's, he's old. been there your whole life. I mean, that's that's kind of a rarity of thing, though, in today's sports. It is. I mean, yeah, he's the 
I think probably what the longest standing coach in the Big Twelve at this he point. Was, he's he's probably gonna be there for a while because they do love him. He was the quarterback there when they had Barry Sanders and company. <laughs> yes. It's a long time. He was. More he, was power quarter, he was the quarterback during that era. I just found out the other day what what's the name of the uh, the Chargers head coach? Uh the the current one, Brandon Staley. Bra- Brandon St- so when I was he's at like da- thirty one years old. No, he's, he's my age. When I, he's he's forty. Oh, is he forty? Okay. When so he's a couple years older than me. When I was at okay, Dayton okay. in my freshman and sophomore year, so oh three, oh four, he was the starting quarterback at Dayton those two years. Really? And we all like everyone kind of hated the football players at Dayton because they're all basically like Ohio kids that were you know, football's a huge deal in Ohio, high school I'm football especially. That, yeah. They were all like high school kids that got treated like gods and then they weren't good enough to play at Ohio State or Akron or Toledo or any of the other big schools. So they go to Dayton, and they like still think they're gods, where nobody cares about football. Like, basketball is a big deal at Dayton. It's an underrated basketball fan base. The games were always sold out. The student section was packed. Nobody went to the football games. Nobody cared about the football team. And they very much thought that they still were. were like, at parties, they would, like, go play tackle football on the street. And, like, you know, it was it's like, these guys were losers. And so we always just made fun of the football. I had no idea that the head coach of the Chargers was the quarterback of Dayton during those years. He's part of that uh, uh, Sean McVay, if you work for me, then you're getting a head coaching job run in the last couple of years. That's where he came from. He's, yeah, he's, he's doing a great job. I didn't you see those videos of him stretching funny on the sideline? Yes. That's how I kind of really, like, my buddy takes like, you realize he was the quarterback when we were going to school? I'm like, no, I had no idea. Not being on Brandon McKay. Uh, I mean, not uh, Brandon Staley myself. I mean, the fo- the uh, football players also do this thing where they would play in the flag football league. And like dominated, and then we'd be like, "Do you guys play football?" They're like, "Don't worry about it." We don't. He was a DC. Like, at, come on, man. Nobody, he, was, he was DC with the Rams. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think I know he played. The uh, a kid that graduated from Mayo last year that I like played some intramural basketball against. It was the uh, Dayton scout team offensive player of the year. Oh, well, quite, brag about. quite the title to hold. <laughs> Did you get a plaque for that? I don't know. It, it was on his. It was on the Dayton football Institute. You had a T-shirt with it written on it. <laughs> there would be a couple of times where you'd go play, like pick up at the the student uh, rec center, and there'd be a couple of kids that were like, "Yeah, they were they were walk-ons on the team last year." <laughs> like you realize how much better like people who are good enough to be walk-ons at major programs are than you at basketball because <laughs> you know, you'd think these kids were like LeBron, like they, they they're dunking on everybody and like couldn't get minutes at Dayton, which is a good, not great program. But you're like, yeah, these guys are way better than we Dude, are. I went to that open practice. I think I could take Aiden McCool one-on-one. You think so? I think. Really? Maybe. We'll have to get it. Well, maybe we can set that up. What's the guy in NC State that I told you looked just like me when I was in my high school prime? Oh, the Burns? Yeah. And you watch that game. I kid you not. I mean, I felt like I was watching a a three inches taller and blacker version of me from high school. You could have been Big South Player of the Year. <laughs> that was my game. Well, I pe- and now granted, it was my game peaking in like eighth grade, but still, <laughs> it was my game. <laughs> uh, five it is weird Wednesday. If you're just joining the show, we talked at the beginning, uh, the first segment, we talked about Kenny Payne not showing up to his. I say, hey, and I don't mean to, I, I'm phrasing it wrong. Didn't do his radio show yesterday. Had Danny Manning do it in his place. And Manning still not showing up. That's still the correct phrase. It, technically, it is, but it, it makes it sound like he just like no showed when he was expected to be there. When I'm sure he gave heads up. Like the, the, clearly, plans were made for him to not be there. I'm hoping he's out recruiting or, or doing something that was helping the program. But Danny Manning did the show in his place and revealed that the team has not practiced since their game against NC State and was not going to practice uh, until today. Almost a full week off for the team. 
getting ready for a Kentucky game. We talked about that. What if he just heard news about the early news about Hooters and that's why he couldn't go? He Maybe. To, he Maybe. wanted to go salute. <laughs> he wanted to go one last time. He wanted to go one last time. Had to get it in one last time. <laughs> We've talked about Teddy Bridgewater being a starter in the NFL again this weekend. We talked about Ron English being announced as a defensive assistant and not a defensive coordinator which maybe there's something there. We got into the Jack Plummer discussion. And it's Weird Wednesday, the last Weird Wednesday of 2022. We're taking all questions, no matter what they're about. No topic off limits here for this final hour. Text us at 502-414-1450. I'm assuming, is Lamar, is Lamar back starting? This He's week? supposed to be starting this weekend. So that means Louisville, again, will have two starting quarterbacks this year. In the NFL, no big deal. In the NFL. I mean, it's, it's the rare thing to do. It's hard it to do. It is. Um, that will be cool. It would be cooler if your boy Jalen Hurts was starting this weekend. We'll see if that happens. Uh, not really, because I'm playing the guy I'm playing my title game has Jalen Hurts. I need him. Bench. I could use him. I mean, I need somebody to score like 50, and it, I don't think it's going to be Daniel Jones with with Derrick Henry out. Who are they? Who are they playing? Who? The Giants. Uh, the Colts. What's well, a good matchup? It's a good matchup, but it's well, Daniel Jones. A juicy matchup. I just picked up the Giants defense in fantasy for my championship. Hoping all of us in championships. That's a stretch, I think, a little bit for you, but but I have to see your options. They play the Colts. Did you not watch the Colts game on Monday? I did. I'm sure there's going to be a good defensive performance. Also, by the also watched them play against the Chargers defense that is five times better than the Giants defense. I mean, once Derwin James gets ejected, I mean, they're not that much better. What are the bowl games we got going on today? We got Arkansas. Oh, we got the Liberty Bowl next. Yeah. Liberty Bowl. We in the Liberty Bowl. And then we got Oregon. Uh, Who's in the Liberty Bowl? Arkansas, Kansas. Arkansas, Kansas. Then we have Oregon, North Carolina. <laughs> And then at 9 o'clock, we have Texas Tech, Ole Miss, and the Texas Bowl. Arkansas-Kansas feels like the wrong matchup for the Liberty Bowl. No, it does I, I not just, feel Liberty first Bowl First of all, no, I disagree because Memphis is basically in Arkansas. It still feels wrong. It's like, it's. I mean, Memphis to Ar- is to Arkansas what you know, Louisville is to Southern Indiana. I mean, so, and then you have Arkansas versus Kansas. Ar-Kansas, you know, I think there should be a rivalry sometimes. Can we do a plot line here? with the, Like if Arkansas loses, they have to drop the AR and can only be Kansas too. I like that. I mean, cause I'm good with that. There's <laughs> like Southeast Kansas. Yeah, it just becomes Kansas South. No, they South get to, Kansas. They get to keep the R, but they have to lose Kansas. It has to become something different. R, just R. R. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Ohio. Oregon. But if Kansas loses, they just have to change <laughs> their name altogether to R, nowhere. Yeah, you're Missouri. You're, you're now just part of Missouri. No, you're, just no, you're just nowhere, because trust me, you ever been to Kansas? No. That's what it is. Nothing. Their is- postal abbreviation is AR, so they keep, they keep their AR, and then they just take another state name until they play that that state's football team in football. Well, no, I thought their postal abbreviation was ARK, because I thought Arizona got AR. Am I no, wrong they, about that? They're, they're, they're all two letters. They're just AZ. They're AZ. Yeah, AZ, yeah. What do I think? Oh, the AP style is ARK. Okay. I don't care. So, what, what, so it's we're Arkansas's two-letter abbreviation? Then. AR. 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 Is Arkansas. Patrick's right. Because Arizona's AZ. And Kansas is what? KS. KS? Yeah. yeah. Um, why, why couldn't they be KA? Nobody's taking that. I mean, why? Just the weirdness of the... We got to make everything. Have you, have you ever seen that? Co- the, it's a comedy bit. It's like oh, it's hilarious. It's like the dude sat down to do the postal abbreviations, and they're like, "All right, first up, Alabama." That's easy. A-L. A-L. Yeah, easy. we got it locked. Yeah, <laughs> like what's next? <laughs> yeah, it's that's actually. It's, I think it was. On and the- then they got to New Bra- Nebraska, New York, New Mexico, and it was just. It's actually a good bit. Yeah. They're like, we'll be done by lunch. I think I saw that like on like sign like on uh, like Fallon or something is the version I saw it on, which was pretty good. Five with two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. As mentioned, weird Wednesday. Take this last hour wherever you want to take it. It'll be fine. Yeah, Texture says um, I'm gonna have to make my own podcast since I have to wait weeks for 
from the Card Chronicle to post another one. All of this is going to be shot at me. I'm like, wait a second. I post every day. Please stop doing all of your other jobs and feed me podcast episodes, please, sir. If somebody wants to sponsor the podcast for a hefty fee. How much is hefty? Six figures. <laughs> I will I will quit all my other I'm jobs. I'm not hefty, hefty, hefty. I'm more wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. If you can make it six figures, I'll quit these other jobs, and I'll just do the podcast. There you go. That, that is a promise from oh, me to you. Six figures? Screw you. I'll, I'll get buddies with Danny and do a podcast with him. Well. Uh, <laughs> I'll just kick you out of this equation. I'll call Danny. A, who the hell is this guy? I got to make it worth my I'm while. radio you. Texas, I guess I should have said expectations instead of best or worst case, but thanks for the insights. That's what I was wondering. Thank, that's the person who was like best case, worst case. Oh, 12 and 12. Yeah. yeah. You just ripped that guy. Yeah. Well, he I, did kind of get tacky. I don't like the best worst <laughs> question because like Pat Ford does that every year you with basketball. Slightly offended by this. Where he's like best question. case, worst case. I'm like, well, we all know what best case, worst case is. Because like when you set best case, sometimes I mean, you still like if I said best case for next year is like ten and two. I've never seen you take a question. I hope they go twelve and zero. Like right. Like that's that, the, that's the best case scenario. And this, if you say ten and two, that's saying it's possible to go ten and two, but it's impossible to go eleven and exactly. one. Like, and who's gonna say that? Right. Like it, nobody would have said worst case for this basketball season to be like. Four and twenty-seven, and that is certainly on the table right now. <laughs> we were talking about being uh, just possibly hearing her name on Selection Sunday. You're using we. You were very, talking about very that. liberally right now. <laughs> now, I, now for the record, oh, I think there's still a chance we hear her name is when they talk about the disappointing seasons of some teams. And I did see that Joe Lenardi put out a new bracketology yesterday. Uh, we're not in the field. Ooh, oh, we were Joe. not. We're not in the next four out. It's biased. It's all biased, man. But politics. If you, if you go to like the Next 250 out. Ooh, I think we're we're somewhere there. I haven't checked the net rankings in a while. I'm not sure where we are. We're still we're still above Houston Baptist, right? We skyrocketed. I, last I checked, we were 347. Ooh, we are now trending schools. We're on the trending schools list. I can't imagine that's for a good. We reason. covered, man. <laughs> we are 344. So we went up three spots. One spot behind Central Connecticut State, who is two and 12 from the Northeastern Conference. <laughs> We'd beat them so bad. One spot ahead of McNeese, who is two and ten. Yes. from the Southland. Boom, McNeese. That's where uh, Joe Dumars went, right? I don't know. Houston Baptist is ahead of us. They passed us. Well, you're thinking of Houston Christian. Oh my bad. Wrong, wrong religious school in Houston. I'm sorry. Houston Christian is still 360 uh, second. Hartford is still dead last yeah, at 363. We would just destroy Hartford. <laughs> just absolutely hammer those. Florida and M. For those wondering. 359. But what's Western Kentucky? Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's 188. We have a win over a top 200 team. Yeah, baby. That's we're a live shot this weekend. Until That's this we're weekend. up. And Joe Dumars didn't go to McNeese State. I had to look it up. There you go. We're a live shot this weekend. I feel good about it. Oh, we're gonna do it. Have, have we, 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 well, we're not talking about it. It's Wednesday. There's no line out yet. No. But it's going to be, I mean. You, you said it. You, you thought 20s, right? Ken Palm's got us losing by 25. So you think it's going to be over 20 in the spread? I think it'll be over 20. The ESPN predictor index gives us a 1.5% chance of winning. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out to Kelly Dickey, give him a chance to get ahead of the start on it. Largest underdog we've ever been in basketball. I don't know. I mean, this might Largest be it, underdog right? we've ever been in one. Got to be the 40-41 so team. <laughs> they weren't doing point spreads back then, but even somehow we were a thirty-point underdog against. If you don't center. think they were running point spreads in the forties, you're crazy, man. <laughs> thirty-point underdog against center. That you want to know how I know they were? Because UK a couple years later would get caught shaving points and throwing basketball games. Was that a couple years later? 
Uh, it was the forty-seven team. Wasn't God, was that was that early? No, no, it was fifty. No, it, was, it was a decade later. Fifty-four. I was gonna say. It was CC and uh, CCNY and um, I watched a cool video last night on like the widespread like spread of sports betting online in the United States and how crazy it's been. Kentucky didn't get enough credit. We for wouldn't know about it. Disaster that they were. We wouldn't know about that. Yeah, a lot of money out there. Good thing we don't need any. We're flourishing. Everybody's like Scrooge McDuck in Kentucky. We're just <laughs> jumping into our pile of gold money pits. Oh no, we have nothing. Yeah, we we don't we don't legalize anything. It's so sad when I've got to go to Indiana to get something. Yeah, or any of the other bordering states. Literally. Like, like, I, I mean, think sports betting revenue in the country is like went times ten since twenty nineteen. We're gonna get in right when right when there's like as little money to be made as possible. Oh, no, is we'll when get, we're going to legalize both sports betting and weed. It's gone from like right around a billion to like almost ten billion. We'll get into where it starts, the, the market's betting. already been like saturated. For sure. Yeah, we're, you yeah. know it. I mean, because eventually you're we're going to do it. It's just going to be like 15, 10 years from now when everybody has done it and we're the last and there's as little money to be made no as possible. We're be last. We can't be. We'll be up there. I feel like I mean, Texas and Kansas have to be. We can't Look be. at where we rank in about every negative stat in America. What we're, about Alaska? We're, we're five. We're bottom five in everything. <laughs> Texas says, friendly reminder, personal fantasy sports discussion. Fantasy sports discussion is boring. I need Derrick Henry to play. I'm sorry. I'm reacting. Somebody, somebody I'm reacting live. My livelihood, my livelihood is at stake here. I don't have I, my livelihood is not at stake. But listen, I'm not to give you the 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 Clint Howard speech from Waterboy or anything. But I don't have a lot going on. I, I'm not, I'm not I'm not excelling in the appearance category. I'm sure as hell not excelling in like the intelligence category, athletic category. I mean. You want me to break down I'm Severe not, Willer not, versus L. Ellis for you for three hours? I'm not three legged <laughs> races anytime soon. I need fantasy football, okay? I need this. It's all we have for Saturday. It's all I have. Trevor's not going to any big New Year's Eve party. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not kissed at midnight except by the dogs. If we somehow beat Kentucky on Saturday, I'm taking you. We're going to a New Year's Eve party. You're going out. You're getting drunk. You're gonna celebrate. You we we win against Kentucky. I'll let you take a f- actual picture of me dressed just like Farmer Fran when he's topless, rubbing his nipples in water boy. Okay, well I don't <laughs> I don't want to do that. So that's not a, you're not doing me a favor there. I I will get my U belt tattoo if we beat Kentucky on Saturday. Oh well, that's you would do that. You wouldn't need a salad, salad, but you'd get a tattoo. Hey, one thing's less painful than the other. Unbelievable. <laughs> he didn't even eat the salad for Jeff Brown. I ate two I'm tired bites. of acting like he did. I ate enough. Barely. Listen, you spit one of the bites out. Barely. Spit it out, and I ate, and I swallowed two. That's enough to bring life <clears> in this world. <laughs> what? I'm afraid your family life classes may have failed you. <laughs> Same texture says no one's going to catch a lot of strays on Twitter Saturday if and when we're getting blown out. Well, I mean, I, mean, we're, we I feel like everybody's going to. Yeah, it's yeah. not. And they're gonna not going to be very stray. They're going to be no, pretty no. direct. <laughs> yeah, that's. They don't worry, no one. They're going to tag you. <laughs> people aren't. People aren't going to work in thinly veiled cliches or anything. They'll be pretty direct if that, if that does wind up happening on Saturday. If. Yeah, I mean, big I, if. Big if. It's still an if. Still an if. We could overachieve. We were close against NC State for a half. Yeah, we were. 
and Cincinnati. I watched. We this, I, Cincinnati. I watched. We're uh, well rested, for God's sake. The thirty thirty on the Big East was on last night, talking about Bill Nova. Hey, Bill Nova knocked off uh, Georgetown in eighty five. I hate that thirty for thirty. Why? Because ESPN was directly involved in why the Big East ended. It was. It's like if they did a thirty for thirty on OJ's "If I Did It" book. Like you <laughs> but did in fairness, this. Though they are also directly involved in the Big East being what the Big East was. Sure, and then they tore it apart. Like, the Big East could still exist if ESPN hadn't meddled in all this hey, TV money deal. like when your mom tells you, I've brought you into this world, I'll take you out. Pretty much what happened, except we didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, Conference right. was thriving. Everybody was happy. Pitt, dumbasses. <laughs> Texas says comparing pain um, to Braum is like comparing Batman to a security guard. <laughs> That's a great text. Texas says, I love that text. Texas says, did you say that we're out on plumber? No, I did not say that at all. It's a bad, it's, it's a You're still thinking about the other one. That's a good one, man. I wish we could give an award for that one. That was a good text. That's creative. Texas says, okay, after all the discussion about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I need your review of Rudolph's Shining New Year. That weird vulture thing, and Eon, I think, completely freaked me out. Please and thank you. Rudolph's Shining New Year sucks. I've, I've never no seen idea it. what you're talking You've got, about. You're not missing anything. Never... It's been, I finally watched A Wonderful Life this year, people. Let me catch up. What was the Christmas special you were talking about? A walk, like, being bad the other day? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Star uh, Wars, probably? I have Star Wars. Maybe. That's uh, yeah, iconically horrible. Rudolph's Shiny New Year. I haven't seen it in a year. I've got no desire to ever see it again. It's terrible. It's miserable. Kids don't watch it. Don't don't bring your kids around. Don't don't. I've literally never heard of it. It's terrible. It's when awful. did it come out? Like, the 80s? It's the same kind of time. The Arthur Rankin time. Uh, 60s, 70s. 60s, Are you still yeah. having to watch a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> She's so. I picked up. I, I, we met the. I came straight from the studio yesterday. My wife and her and, and I said her kids. The kids. <laughs> the kids. We're still kids. in. We're still in Springfield. <laughs> so we like we to to keep from having her dad drive the entire way to Louisville and or me drive all the way to Springfield and back. We met halfway, and Virginia was asleep when we picked him up, and she had, she was very. Uh, upset the last two days that I was was not around and so she like kind of opened her eyes when we got home and she's like Jack and like just smiled because no. she thinks I'm Jack and uh, she has been the night before Christmas toys are all that she's like cared about like she's she's all about it like she we got her all this stuff for Christmas she goes out there she goes right to these Sally slippers and she's just like Sally slippers like doesn't care about the trampoline doesn't care about the end she just cares about the Sally slippers so, so she's very much still into Nightmare Before Christmas. She was really in, she would let you know that she was big into Rudolph. She would say that phrase. I'm really into Rudolph right now. When people would ask I mean, her what's got, going we on. Got, we got to like. But Christmas into, is over now. We got to get into another movie, right? I, you think? I mean, I, you can't force these things. Like, no, but you can, you can like look for, okay. Like she, she got the book. We've read the book 17 she, she, times. She wants singing, obviously. She loves, she's a big singer. So we, we, she we, loves we, music. We've got to get musical in here. She knows every word to Sally's song. She has no idea that it's a sad song. I mean, there's got to be, have, have you tried Lion King? We've we've tried. She kind of likes Aladdin because I'm assuming Jasmine. we've tried Frozen. We've tried Frozen multiple times. Yeah, it's a big she, one. She likes what she likes the characters, really? but she won't sit through the movie. What about what about some uh, good songs? What about Lady too. and the Tramp. I know. No, we have not tried Lady and the Tramp. That's interesting. Well, I mean, does she likes dogs. Right? She loves dogs. She yeah, loves animals. I, what about the Emperor's New Groove? They have not tried that. Now we're just reeling off Disney movies. You know, my most underrated favorite Disney movie was this. Doesn't have music in it, but is Fox and the Hound. I loved Fox Man. I love. Ooh, what about Brother Bear? I don't think I've ever seen Brother Bear. I don't it's think a I good either, one. Yeah. I don't even know what Brother Bear is. Is it's that like a spinoff of the Jungle Book? No, it's made up. It's about two bears. Okay. There's oh, some Phil Collins music in there. Title. I think. What about Cocaine? It's a good bear. song. We tried, <laughs> we tried, she tried she Cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. 
Did you ever watch the trailer for it? Yeah, it's great. I, I I hate myself that I almost kind of want to watch it. I definitely want to watch it. Like it doesn't. It's it's got that kind of like Lake Placid like this. Yes, is, but yes. Like, I don't think it's going to be as good as Lake Placid because Lake Placid also had you know Jane Fonda, Pullman, and, and Platt and so forth. So had good actors in it, but like I think it's going to be one step down from that. I, I, God help me, it looked funny. <laughs> you got to see Brother Bear. That's all. <laughs> Texas says you also realize that playing high-level high school basketball that one-on-one is so much easier than five-on-five. Hey. I'll take your word. I feel like if I showed up to a gym and me and Aiden McCool were standing next to each other and we're picking up teams, I feel like I'm getting picked before Aiden McCool. See, I also was a kid. As somebody who can just shoot really well and do nothing else productive on a basketball court, I much prefer to play five on five than one on one because I can just stand out there. Like my grade school team, we had, I had two kids that were really, really good. One ended up playing at NC state and I would just stand on the three point line, let them drive, have my man crash down and shoot threes. Like that was my whole game. I, but if you played one-on-one, I'm not, I'm not giving you anything. I mean, I'm, I was, I'm better. I was better at five on five. Now one-on-one though, I wasn't, it depends on my matchup because you can just back kids down. That's right. And that's what I did. I'm, I'll never forget the Denny crumb camp. I went to, I got beat in the second round of the one-on-one tournament. And then I just like screw this. I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna put my butt in the people and just back them down. So I got to the finals of the loser bracket, and then I just realized I'm in the finals of the loser bracket. Yeah. Like, like who play. cares? So I just start shooting threes again and and trying to take people off dribble, and I end up losing. But it's like, <laughs> do I really want to be the winner of the loser bracket? Is that really a winner? Stick with the philosophy <laughs> that got you there. But yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all I had to do. So when I play a one on one, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter says. I bring onto your show a gift on this very special Weird Wednesday. It's an image of, I don't even know what this is. It's like a, a monkey Patrick. on the back of some sort of snow monster. And it says it's a visual metaphor of Mike riding Trevor's coattails, delivering gifts for all the good card fan boys and girls. Can I see it? It's very creepy. They do kind of look like Mike and Trevor. Do they? No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't like it. Seems pretty accurate, though. Texas, what's happening with Hooters? It's going away. Bye bye Hooters. No, they're rebranding. They're shutting down. They're millennials don't like boobs as much as they like butt. They as, like boobs. I, you keep saying that. I'm not seeing that in any of the reports. I'm, I'm just saying either, that they don't yeah. like boobs. I don't know. I think <laughs> they're trending. Boobs are trending down in the polls. Uh, boobs, boobs are boobs are out. Butts are in. Apparently, what is wrong with this world? I don't know. This is what's wrong with the You can have both. But this is why I lack faith in humanity. Texture says, I'm tuning in late. Did you all get into the Keith versus Nolan Twitter beef? <laughs> yes. That's the, it's not only the second day in a row where people have asked the question. It's the second time this show asking if we've talked about it yet. We talked about it yesterday. <laughs> I talked about it again today when it got brought up. I think we're pretty much done with it. He's not coming on the show. Keith, we've or, up. Keith or Nolan. Maybe both. <laughs> Keith will come on the show. Yeah, he would. Nolan's not coming on the show. Uh, Texas Duke football has a jacket that says bleed blue. What a bunch of doofuses. I hope the pictures come through. Yeah, they all they were all wearing that shirt and like it was on their helmets and stuff. Well, I mean, UK's Duke wannabes. We know that for a fact already. The D in bleed was a uh, was the Duke D. I see it on that. Uh, yeah. What's the same shirt? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's Duke football. Let them have their little day in the sun. I mean, come on. The They have a track around their field still, don't they? The official Hooters account has now tweeted out that this is is fake news. It's bogus. They're <laughs> saying this is the, their exact tweet is this is the fakest news that has ever newsed. Oh, did you just see now? That's they, this is where they missed the, the the ball on this one. 
They should be like, this is the fakest news since, well, the breast in our restaurant. <laughs> Trevor, you should go into marketing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> kids, kids like boobs. I mean, kids love boobs. The country's saved. We grew up on them. We survive on them. We, we live for them. We do need them. We need them. We need them. Uh, on that note, let's go ahead and take our last break. I got boobs. Before we do, though, reminding you, if you have heating <laughs> problems this winter, there's only one place to call. It's our guys over at AirServe because they're the only place in this town that's going to be available for you 24-7. Call them any hour, any day, holiday, normal day, midnight, noon, doesn't matter. Someone's going to be available to take your call, and some technician will be available to come out to your home and fix your problem. Call them at 502 264 9662. You can also visit AirServe online at airserve.com slash Louisville. That's A I R E S E R V.com slash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is always going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. The number one more time 502 264 9662. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your text on Weird Wednesday. We'll wrap up the show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Now I wonder about my friend. If you keep on me, I'm having trouble trying to sleep Counting sheep, but running out. As time ticks by, still I try. No rest for cops in my mind. On my own, here we go. All right, last segment here. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. UL College of Business Studio is rocking today. We're feeling good. We're enjoying Green Day Wednesday and Weird Wednesday at the same time. So it makes it weird. It's in the Green Day day. Just no reason, no cause I, for I it. Just it's woke fine. Up, was like, I had Green Day. I don't hate red. it. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. I enjoy it. Uh, but is is the last win- Weird Wednesday of 2022? We're taking. Any text that you got here for the final segment at 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. No topic off limits. Uh, we've talked Clearly. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked basketball. We've talked football. We've talked, uh, you know, a bunch of weird stuff. We've talked boobs. We've talked Hooters, which apparently is not a real thing. We have the kickoff of the Liberty Bowl. Hooters is real. I've been there. <laughs> Arkansas and Kansas now just underway in the We into Liberty Bowl game it looks uh, far less cold than it did for many of the louisville liberty bowls so props pop. to AutoZone for still having sponsorship isn't it like 29 years ago to the day of the louisville liberty bowl what we mentioned it's nine years to the day of the russell athletic bowl so this would be about the same i know the i know the boise state game in 04 was new year's eve it was i can't remember like the i got a 1990 fiesta bowl shirt for christmas it's pretty cool i want to say cool. i want to say the one in 2000 was as well i think 91's today Okay. Liberty Bowl. Well, I that, think. Well, that was 93. 93. Yeah. What Jeff Brom's Liberty Bowl was that, that 93. That I remember not being New Year's Eve. The the, the I think both of the the Boise the, the BYU and the Colorado State games, I want to say were either the 30th or the 31st. But I think Boise, you, you're right, I know for a fact. Boise, I know. I remember being I was drunk there, yeah. Same. That's my same memory. It's yeah. 
being very, very intoxicated and watching to, uh, the New Year's Eve party. But the 93 one, I can't. You didn't go to the Boise one? No, I, I didn't. I was in oh. Lexington. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah, was, you were old enough, though. That was. Yeah, I was, a, I was 21. Okay, yeah. No, I was 20. It's my sophomore year of college. Yeah, I think you drove enough. 1993 Liberty Bowl, you're correct. December 28th, 1993. So almost exactly, what, 30 years, but uh, 29 years ago to the day. Louisville takes down Michigan State. Jeff Brom playing with half a hand. It just gets worse and worse with time. Half a hand. He goes out there, and in freezing cold weather, oh, so cold. takes down Michigan State, wins MVP honors, throws a touchdown pass to Reggie Ferguson in the fourth quarter to get the cards on top. Then Craig Thomas is sacked in the end zone by Joe Johnson and Tyrus McLeod for a safety, and then Ralph Dawkins seals the deal with an 11-yard touchdown. Man, Ralph Dawkins. Uh, We did miss the extra point. The Colorado State one is actually uh, tomorrow, the 29th. 29th, okay. Uh, that the other BYU I, was was New Year's Eve too, right? That was yes, yes it was the it was New Year's Eve. Uh, I thought BYU was because I remember because I, I went to both of those. I mean, I've been all four. I guess of our Liberty Bowl stuff. Have you really? Yeah, I went to '93. I was at that's impressive. 2000, I'll never forget because 2000 was as cold as '93. That was the one where I remember one of those games because bo- the Boise State game was actually okay, right? The Boise State was warm. It wasn't warm, but it was warmer. It was, yeah, you could wear like a hoodie. Okay, as as was BYU. But, like, no, the Colorado State game was the one I went with me. Uh, one of our texters stays there, my buddy Paco. And uh, I was never forget, I, just, I got, like, a thing of these, like, nachos with, like, beef and, and, and pork on it. And I'm like, this looks so good. And I took a bite. And it was so awesome. And, I mean, I kid you not, the second bite, it's all frozen cold. <laughs> like, it was just Christ. And the other thing I remember is my our buddies say, God love him. We're like, dude, you make sure we got dressed warm, man. We get, It's going to be cold out here. Oh, I'll be fine. So we're not, I mean, I mean, I'm in three gloves, like four sweatshirts, six pairs of pants. I'm still freezing. And this dude comes in. He doesn't have a gloves. He's got like a t-shirt on. God. So the whole game, he's just bitching. Like, I want to go. I want to leave. I'm like, no, we're staying. It's your fault. And I, we didn't believe him early, I think, because I just got way too drunk. And we, we couldn't stop Cecil the Diesel sap. And it was, it was a nasty game. I'm looking at it right now. Every Liberty Bowl that, that we played in the 2000s, the 2000, 2001, and 2004, they all had 50 – the last two had 58,000-plus in attendance. The, the 2001 game had 50,000 in, in attendance. The 93 game had 21,000 in attendance. That's kind of wild. There's that much of a disparity. I don't remember the 93 game attendance-wise very well, but I, I will bet dollars of donuts. There was not – I think they might want to check the – because I'm looking at the same attendance thing. That Colorado State game didn't have 50,000 there. It had 5,800 people there. You think that's that was that's more like it's more like the BYU one was no way fifty eight thousand either. Fifty eight thousand three hundred and two is the official attendance. We're we're it's bowl attendance numbers just completely inflated because like I'm looking at like even the Russell Athletic Bowl one that I looked at earlier was like fifty five thousand whatever. And I remember I wasn't there, but the TV shots certainly did not make it seem like it was a nearly full Citrus Bowl stadium. Now the the Boise State one says fifty eight thousand. I think that's probably extreme as well. But that one was pretty full. Was like, Boise State that fans would travel for that, and they, we and they were undefeated. Crowd. I can't imagine Michigan State fans were that into the the Liberty Bowl that year in '93 when they were six and six. Yeah, and I, and I know BYU fans weren't. And I mean, I, I was yeah, they got nothing else to do. BYU, yeah. they're, they're not celebrating New Year's Eve. That, you might want to like divide that by like six, and that's kind of more your. I I just didn't realize though. I, I made the reference of AutoZone still being the sponsor. The Boise State Louisville game was AutoZone's first year sponsor. Wow, in '04. What a run for AutoZone! It has been. 
I am surprised every now and then at like the sponsors that maintain. I'm like, I can't believe you're still. I didn't know you were still in business, and yet you're still out here sponsoring bowl games. You got you've got money coming in from somewhere. Props to you. I mean, the, the way they the, the way biggest they shame was Tostitos losing the Fiesta Bowl. God, I know for all the Tostitos, weird, yeah. an iconic call. We're busting the bag open. It'll never happen again. I mean, I can. I mean, I mean Duke's Mayo Bowl is a good one. How many sponsors really? Yeah, it's hard to name now sponsors anymore. Like, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl was weird. Like I don't even know. I still don't know what Wasabi is. And isn't everyone it, is just it, isn't a Japanese alcohol well, drink. Everyone no. Everyone just assumed it was the, no, Jap- it's, the it's cloud Wasabi. Storage. But it's yeah. It's a it's a product, and I, nobody realized it until the actual game was played and we saw the first commercial for Wasabi. I was like, oh, it's not something that you put in soy sauce when you're eating sushi. Yeah, and like it says hot cloud storage on the field. It's so a I guess tech it, thing. Yeah. It's the hottest cloud storage. Hot. That does make sense because I was like Boston Japanese. Two things don't come together for some reason. Like I, I, don't, I think of Boston, the, my mind doesn't go Japanese culture. And there's a Cheez It Bowl, but Cheez It also sponsors the Citrus Bowl. They got two. Did you see the Cheez It guy cheesy. doing his interview before the bowl game? And they're like, like I like to clarify something though. It's not Cheez Its aren't a thing. If you have multiple Cheez It, you have Cheez It crackers. And I was like, you know what? I hate your bowl game now. I I, I refuse to eat Cheez-Its now. I'm sorry. What, what is he saying? I woke up in the Cheez-Its, the, the Cheez-Its plural in a singular form? He's saying they're not referred to as Cheez-Its. They're Cheez-It crackers. Okay. So what if you have multiple, you have more than one, it's not Cheez-Its. Still it's, it's Cheez-It it's, crackers. It's Cheez-It crackers. Instead of Cheez-It cracker. And I will call it Cheez-Its right in your face. Calling someone cheesy, saying cheesy cracker just sounds like racially bad. <laughs> Why? Done. That sounds like an insult. <laughs> Get over yourself, cheese it guy. You're that done. That seems pretentious, yeah. Uh, 502 414 is the Thornton's text line. Texture says the 2000 Liberty Bowl was the coldest I've ever been in my life. I knew that one of those yeah. two games was, everybody said that. I tell you, it was, I, I mean, to me, I mean, maybe it's just because of the age thing, because I was so, I was, I was only 13 when, when, when my grandfather and we all went to the, the Liberty Bowl in, in, against Michigan State, but. Yeah, the 2000 was the worst. That's the worst conditions I've ever been in for a football game. I heard Boise was bad too. Or no, not, not Boise. The 93 was was the, those first two. Yeah, were, 93 were bad. was the first, was technically the was what Louisville fans I think would refer to as Ice Bowl one. Ugh. 2000 is Ice Bowl two. Texas says weird Wednesday. Random shout out Troy Jackson. R.I.P. Love escalade. the love the big Escalade. Love them. I'll never I'll never forget that time we were playing EKU and he went for a layup and he. The guy, poor guy behind him, and got he fell on that guy's leg. And yeah. I, remember, I remember thinking I've never felt so bad for one human being in my life. I've written I've, I've written the story a couple of times. I put it on Card Chronicle. I put it in the book as well. Like one of my earliest like U of L like diehard fan memories. We were in the middle of it was the it was the bad it was the season, ironically enough that that we've talked about so much this year where. We lost forty one. No, not not that one. <laughs> I was gonna say not that one. Imagine Troy Jackson playing on the forty one team. It was ninety seven, ninety eight. <laughs> I was in seventh grade, and it was the season where we lost twenty games. We were, yeah. we were very bad, and we were in the middle of the city tournament, and like we were, we had I think advanced to the final four at this point. We ended up losing the championship game, but there was a huge snowstorm that year, and we couldn't get into to Holy Trinity's gym, and we couldn't practice. And one of our players' dads was like a U of L doctor. And he got us into practice at the U of L practice facility, and like as a kid, we grew up worshiping Louisville basketball. It's like the coolest thing in the world. Like I get to go in there, I get to practice, and while we're in the middle of practice, Troy Jackson is in there by himself, just like running laps around the gym. And he, in true, fast and loose with run in true Troy Jackson form, he runs like two laps, and there's like, hey, can I play with you? <laughs> like just and like like just hops in of our like our five on five work, and it was like the cool. And he was the nicest guy in the world. He like took pictures awesome. with everybody afterward, like talked to us. 
And it was just a cool memory of, you know, just even in a down year, strengthening my love of Louisville basketball. I just remember always, like, because I was a big, I loved Mark Jackson as a Pacer fan, especially at that point. I was a big Mark Jackson fan. Still am. And I just remember, like, every time I'd be, like, pointing him out, like, it's Mark Jackson's little brother. And it's just, just the, 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 the expression you'd get from people going, little brother? It never felt right. No, it just seems like he's, like, four times his size. <laughs> Texas says, bring back the Tokyo Bowl. We did play in the Tokyo Bowl. Once. That was did we did we play in the Tokyo? I think Bowl? we played Syracuse. Well, we played Syracuse in Tokyo. Yeah, I don't know if it was the Tokyo Bowl. I was say I don't think we played in the. I don't think, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, we did. We did play over there. Was it Syracuse? I couldn't remember. I mean, kids get mad these days. Wasn't that like ninety two or something? Ninety three was. was I want to say it was late eighties. Was it late eighties? Okay. Kids get mad these days about traveling like five hours across the country. Imagine telling them like, 15. "Hey, your reward for going seven and five this year in the the Sun Belt is to fly your ass halfway around the world to Tokyo." To go play, I don't know, Coastal Carolina, in a game that is going to be attended by six thousand people. I believe that the Tokyo Bowl was the, where Oklahoma State was playing when Barry Sanders won his Heisman. Because I, I, really? I, I was watching something on it where he's talking about he didn't, he wasn't there to accept it because he was in Tokyo for the bowl game. Texture says, "Oh, it's an image of Kenny Payne as the Roman Emperor Nero." It says Coach Nero fiddled while Card Nation burned. <laughs> it's a good Photoshop. I'll say that. Texas says, how are people defending Kenny taking a week off in the middle of the season? I feel like people defending KP are trying harder than KP himself. Well, I mean, it's Christmas in the middle of that week. I mean, if he, if he, if he made a practice through Christmas, people would probably be like, he's, he's, he's so cruel and owner they don't want to play for him. I mean, it's kind of a no-win situation, right, for Kenny Payne? Yeah. I mean, or it's a two-win situation. Well, yeah, thank you. I was going to say there's got to be a joke in the way I said that. You nailed it. Thank you. Texas, remember in the offseason how you said a bunch of your UT friends and media people told you how great Brandon Huntley Hatfield is. Either they were lying or they don't watch basketball. That's two different things. First of all, I think you don't watch basketball. Brandon Huntley Hatfield has talent. Whether he has the the energy to emphasize that talent is a whole other topic. Well, the 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 media and UT fan stuff was about Ty and Evans. They were telling me how great he was. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And the Brandon Huntley Hatfield stuff was about people who were at practice who had said. Brent Huntley Hatfield is dominating every practice. Like he looks like a pro talent, and we now realize like maybe he was dominating practice, but it's I think he's got the talent. It's just not exactly of, indicative of being a great player I dominating mean, this team. The, the talent is there. I, I I've been I told just early on I, I saw it in Brent Huntley Hatfield. Now the problem is is getting him to play at a hundred percent for a whole game. Like that's that's the the issue is that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just he's just lethargic. He's two minutes devil's lettuce. I don't know. But what he, he staying focused for forty eight minutes is clearly an issue. I think his biggest issue is he to or use 40. the phrase that Chris Mack used to use with VJ King is he he plays too pretty. Like it looks good, it looks smooth. He's not it physical does. enough for somebody who's that athletic and that big. And you've made that comparison. And it scares me. But I mean, because I, I see, I see, I see a guy who if, if aggressive enough can be a fifteen and, and eight guy. He should be better. He should be. Yeah. I mean, he's got a nice touch. He's got he's 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 got the size. He doesn't. He can't take him off the dribble. That's something he, he definitely needs to work on. But in terms of st- being a spot guy in the corner or being a guy that can catch the ball on the block, he's got a nice little move. Texas sends in a picture of what appears to be a streaking red meteor and says, "Is a meteor about to hit the city, or am I just high?" This was three minutes ago, so I haven't heard a gigantic rumble. We're still here right now, but this looks like the start to the movie The Blob. Which makes me a little bit nervous. I don't. I don't like this. Nice pool right there. I, I, Blob was terrifying when I was growing up. It was. 
Texas boobs are great no matter the size. Not, but you got to have a butt. <laughs> I mean, there's not being a butt guy. I just think boobs are better. Texas, I haven't heard you mention it, but what's with this thing with Keith and Nolan? <laughs> I kid. LOL. <laughs> Team Keith. Texas says, TK would be the one to say, come sit down, Virginia, and come watch Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> thus promptly ending TK's babysitting career. <laughs> You know why I know that's the fake text? Because I won't even watch that movie again. Uh, I've seen it once. I've I will not no watch it. It doesn't it scare twice. me. It just the, the, it was fine. I'm not going to watch it again. The grandma scene just touches, makes me too sad. I can't do it. Texas, my second grade class, loves Encanto. We've we've watched Encanto a couple of times. I've never, she gets a little too scared. I've never heard of it. Early on, yeah. Uh, Texas, she might like Happy Feet. It's my niece's favorite. Give Happy Feet a shot. What about uh, what about <laughs> Secret of a Nim? I don't know what that is. With uh, it's the, the cartoon by uh, Jim Henson back in the early 80s. No, that's Dark Crystal, actually. Dark Crystal's another one. How about that one? That's a good one. Dark, that's the creepy puppets, right? Yeah, it's Jim Henson, yeah. Yeah. I don't Secret like... of Nim is uh, Will Wheaton, and uh, it's the mouse. It's kind of like a similar, uh, I guess, you like, well, another mouse? Well, Fievel, but American Tale. Love Fievel. Has she seen Fievel? She's not. Well, you're dropping the ball on that one. It's got singing. Yeah, Fievel, she, she's heard somewhere out there. She's got cats. Texas, my stream went right out uh, after you all read my text. I was like, holy bleep, Mike and TK are dead. <laughs> it's the meteor guy. Oh. <laughs> that would have been bad. Texas, retweet the meteor blob, Mike. I can't retweet. It's, it's, it's a picture. I'm not going to. I can't retweet it. It's not a tweet. I did go. Was he the one that told me about the you could see Mars or Jupiter a couple weeks ago or something like that? Yes. Did I can't remember what it was that. I think Weinberg was on top of that. Oh, I went out and saw it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Texas taking the week off for this team seems a bit much. A few days, sure, but a week? I guess we'll find out Friday. I'm not optimistic. Well, we're not going to find out anything Friday. We'll I mean, find out Saturday. If they practiced every day, would you have been any more optimistic? It's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, no. like there's, like Like I said earlier, if we had – like it's easy to criticize this team taking a full week off because, one, it's outside of the norm for what major teams do in college basketball this time of the year. Giving them a couple of days to go home for, for Christmas is – some programs do that. Some programs practice right through it. But a full week almost is certainly rare. And it seems especially kind of, you know, side-eye worthy when you're 2-11 and 11 and off to such a disastrous start. But even if this team were – if Kenny Payne was coming out yesterday and saying, we've done two-a-days this entire week, like I think the reaction would still be like, well, that's great. They're going to be too tired for the game. Like there's nothing he can do right now to win the fan base over besides actually win games. Um, Scooter Dingus says, I just saw the start of a police chase in Louisville. My day has been made. That'd be pretty cool. You ever watched a police chase? In, I don't think I've ever seen I've one. seen one like, go by me like in process. I've never seen the start of one. Yeah. I was on I-65 South whenever like the Jefferson Mall thing was going down a few weeks ago, um, and there was at least 15 cop cars sped by me. No, so going, going to get off that other chase, or? He's, I, don't think he, I don't think he's involved. <laughs> he says the dude was just cooking through rush hour traffic. It's a bad time to be in a police chase. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. Texas, I believe the blob is Sam Hartman landing at SDF. God, I hope so. That'd be wonderful. Texas, a week is fine. Remember, this team is healing. Okay. That's what, emotional healing. Oh, we do have to get out of here early. It's Wednesday. I don't know if they're here now. I don't think they're here. And they're just taking it off. All right. Tonight, Fox. They didn't even send us a show last week. Big nude Wednesday. Oh, I love me a nude Wednesday. It's the Holiday Bowl. The Holiday Bowl used to always have the most fun games. BYU. 
That's the. I remember the, Texas. I remember Major Applewhite scoring yeah. like fifty when he was playing over Chris Sims. I mean, Holiday Bowl. My mind automatically goes BYU. I guess it's because that was the '84 Holiday Bowl. Yeah, I think more like recently it's been a lot of Pac-12, a lot of high-scoring games. Like they, they try to get fun teams in this game. Like that's they do. and they do a good job. And this year I think is no exception. Oregon versus North Carolina Ooh, should be a lot of points. Wow, that could be fun. A lot of throwing the ball. Drake May doing his thing. Even with May being healthy and, and playing and fully committed to UNC, Oregon is a 13-point favorite who wins this game. Patrick, you get to go first. What, what uh, Bonix outplays Drake May, Oregon by 10. Okay. Uh, I kind of agree with him on this one, but I'm going to say Oregon wins but doesn't cover. He, he said the same thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree with him. Yeah, so take so basically, long story short, take UNC in the points. I'm going to go one-point cover. Oregon wins by two oh, touchdowns. They win by 14. Oregon, though, right? Yeah, I got Oregon. And then the late game, a late-er game, 9 o'clock ESPN. It's the tax Texas Bowl, the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a four-point favorite. Patrick, who's going with? Uh, Texas Tech plays in the Tax Act Texas Bowl? Yeah, they do. It's, it was, yeah. That's a, that was a tongue twister. Yeah, uh, good Lord. Uh, Ole Miss. Uh, three and a half. Is that what I saw? That I got four here. Okay. Uh, points over here. Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss wins and covers. Trevor, shady, shady gambler, you. Uh, I can't remember what Texas Tech did. I was high on Texas Tech, or maybe it was just high. I can't remember one of the two. Uh, on them early on because they had the offensive coordinator from Western. I like Zach McKitley. Uh, I'm gonna say Texas Tech in the upset. Okay, I like that. I'm gonna go Ole Miss. Eh, I'm with Pat. They win. They cover. We'll say. Six points. There you go. All right, everyone, enjoy your Wednesday night. We got Jody Dumbling, the Cardinal Insider, next. Yeah, we do, baby. Keep it locked right Follow here. Matt Dennison, Little Sun, Indiana, and then I'm going to go and watch wrestling. I don't know a thing that's on tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time.